Sweet Child of Mine used to be my morning alarm, <laughs> and now it's forever ruined. What? Don't ever set a song to your alarm because you will well, hate that song. Because I didn't. This was years ago, and I didn't think that was gonna happen. And Sweet Child of Mine has that great opening guitar lick. Yep. You know. And I was like, oh, this will get me up in the morning. Nah, nah, nice nah, 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 nah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this will get me nice and pumped, you know, for the day. Like, No, you listen to music after you wake up to get pumped. Not, correct, yeah. Not to wake <laughs> not you to up. Not to wake you up. I have PTSD now <laughs> whenever I hear Sweet Child of it's Mine. It's like an alarm going off. Yeah, but it's only the, like, I love the song still. It's just the opening guitar yeah. riff. That, that makes me, like, uneasy. one of Guns N' Roses' best songs, actually. Could be up there, yeah. It's definitely up there for me, at least. Well, I like Paradise City a lot too, which is also in this movie. There's like a Guns N' Roses album in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like three or four songs in there. It's a good amount, and that can't have been cheap for them to do. Anyway, welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies, where we would usually watch a movie and decide if it belongs in the Phantom Zone. But today, we're going to watch a movie that is in theaters and lightly review it. Yeah. How's that sound? That sounds fun. My name is Arnaldo. I'm your host, and I'm joined, as always, by Birdo. Did we just do a cold open with that sweet child of mine thing? Yep. Cool. <laughs> Are we going to review the DC Pets movie? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to? I don't know. It looks interesting. Could. John Krasinski plays Superman. I got confused. I thought uh, Nick Cage plays Superman, and then I remembered he played him um, in uh, Teen Titans. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Teen Titans Go. To the movies. To the movie. I still haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? No. It's pretty good. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty funny. We've done cold opens before. Not like for real. Like Not like intentional. Like I'll just kind of like leave some whatever we're talking about right before we <laughs> we start the show. Now I know you don't listen to the show. I don't like hearing my own voice. You got to get used to it. <laughs> if you ever want to edit this podcast. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> you get used to it. We are reviewing Thor. Oh, oh, Birdo. This is your thing. What movie are we reviewing? Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor, The Dark World. <laughs> you said you just said to me that you almost typed I, that in. Yep, for like, some reason. <laughs> Taika Waititi, Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. You know the movie. That's, uh, that's the main cast. <laughs> so how this works is that we would usually, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll do a little bit of background information on some of these characters, some of these new characters that we don't know anything about. Yeah, characters that we haven't, specifically that we haven't seen in the MCU or haven't seen in the form that they're in, uh-huh. in the case of Jane, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then we're going to review without spoiling the movie. So if you haven't seen it, you're pretty safe. Uh, and then we'll let you know when we're going to start spoiling it probably sooner rather than later. I really just want to kind of cruise through the no spoilers. I want to... Because I, I have a lot of things I want to talk about, I feel like but they, most reviews should be spoilers. Yeah, but we've we have other reviews where we very successfully navigated through like non-spoiler yeah. discussions, like speaking in generalities. But like this movie, there uh, a lot of my praise and issues are very specific. They're very like plot specific, or? and it's just kind of like there's no point in not you know. So anyway, we'll let you know when we get to spoilers. But let's get started, Birdo. Yes. Who do you want to start with? Because background information on some characters. You're the one that came in hot with... All right. Look, let's <laughs> let's chill with the hot. <laughs> it's more like um, Cliff Notes background information. Like, I'm not going super deep because there's more than one character to cover. Uh-huh. So it's just going to be... It's going to be very, like, light. And if you want to do some more research yourself, go for it. If you want to read the issues that this guy might appear in, 
or that these people might appear in, go for it. I guarantee you there's a YouTube video out there with all the information you want. Oh, there's a million. <laughs> yeah. But we're not going to tell people, hey, turn this off and go to YouTube. Right. We're well, going to have you do it. I'm giving them some information so they can have an idea of who these characters are. So can you tell me about Gore the God Butcher? Yes. All right. So Gore the God Butcher, uh, he has been touted as, you know, the antagonist of this movie, obviously. Yeah, that's not a spoiler. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Basically, like, he was a very, like, pretty good person at first. Very religious, very devout uh-huh. to, like, his gods. Yeah. But then, you know, eventually, like, bad things start to happen to him. He's, you know, his people begin to die. Yeah. He's praying to his God. Nothing's happening. Do you have the his... issues that he's in? I don't have the issues that he's in. Oh, God. That's okay, something we can find in a I'll couple do I'll do seconds, though. <laughs> um, he reaches his breaking point when, and I'm talking about the comics here, when his son dies. Okay. So after his son dies, he kind of, like, gives up hope on gods. Like, he just doesn't believe that there's any gods out there at all anymore. Uh-huh. Because he no longer believes in gods, he kind of gets exiled by his people, who are, again, very, like, devout people. So he's kind of wandering a desert, basically doomed to die. Yeah. And in the desert, he runs into a dark elder god, and his name, some comic fans, well, mo- a lot of comic fans know him, is Null. Okay. Well, I... Continue. <laughs> I'll come back to this. Null's not in this movie, so I'm not going to get too, too detailed into him, but Null wields a... Very specific sword. So Gore finds Noel and he's fighting a few like gods that are clad in armor. So at first Gore is like, holy shit, like gods exist. Mm-hmm. And then like during this fight, you know, one of the gods asks Gore for his help. And this like pisses off Gore because like if the gods aren't going to help him, why should he help them? Right. You know, that that type of thing. During this fight, I guess Noel is incapacitated, not killed, but incapacitated. And the all black, the Necrosword chooses gore and gore uses the sword he kills the god and i mean it's here where he basically makes his claim that all gods should die and he starts his journey as gore the god butcher okay so i have a, I have a question i don't know if you can answer it yeah was that null in the comics or was that the retcon you mean like originally yeah because I thought this was retconned later to be that the sword was connected to like venom uh well the the sword and the sword is actually one of the characters I was going to talk about okay. too. All right, all right, but the on. sword is like it's like the first symbiote and it was created by Noel. I don't know if that's a retcon or if that's how originally it appeared though. Cuz Noel also has like his own comic series and stuff. Oh. Well he okay okay so I have here that Noel was introduced in a Venom comic first before he was in Thor or where he Gore encountered him I guess. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I'm not No like I said we're qualified. not getting su- <laughs> We're not getting super, super, super yeah, in detail sure. with it. I, but I, I read somewhere that there was a retcon involved, and I think it might have been that the sword was maybe, like a, maybe the, the symbiote sword wasn't god. a symbiote at first. Because Null isn't the symbiote god, or maybe later he was made a symbiote god. I think he well, technically he created the symbiotes. Okay, okay. Right, when right. he created the sword. Okay. So. So I think that's the retcon. I think it was just him in a sword at, at first, and then later on, we we, we the we, readers find out that the right. sword is a, the first symbiote. And then, you know, there's a whole race of them. They're called the, what are they called? Like the clip, clip something with the K. Bro, what, why are you? This is just me talking right now. They are the, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. Kiantar. Kaitar. Clintar? Kintar? It's K apostrophe Y L N T A R. Kintar. I can't, I can't pronounce it. 
That's what the race is known oh, as. Wait, yeah. Wait. They're, they're and symbiotes. I guess the sword was the first they're, of it. They're the race of the symbiotes. Yeah. Okay. Well. And then, because I found the thing that you didn't. Oh, <laughs> the issues he appears in. So it's Thor, God of Thunder, number one. So this was during, like, the Marvel Now initiative. That was um, around, like, 2013? 2013. Yeah. Which feels so recent, but that's almost 10 years ago. Because that was around the time that I started, like, going to the comic book store, like, weekly and okay, stuff. Okay, I think the retcon, actually, because Gore predates Null. I think the retcon is that he just has a sword, and the sword's, like, weird in his comics. But and then we don't later, know why. Right, and then yeah. later it's like, oh, well, here's why it's weird. It's because it's a symbiote. All right, so somewhere along so, the way that got retconned. So anyway, so, yeah, so it's Thor, God of Thunder, uh, number one. He's the villain for that first, I think it's like six six or so the issues. Fir- the first arc of that yeah, Thor yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. Which I hear is fantastic. I hear that's one of the best runs. We should read that. <laughs> <laughs> we should have read that before this. We should read that, you know what, because we're about to do... So we've been doing Hulk movies, yeah. but we got a little behind, and the idea was we we're going to do the third Hulk movie, which features Thor, the one from like the 80s. And we haven't even watched it yet. And we are recording that one next, so that should be either next week's stream uh-huh. or the following week's stream. We'll be doing that one with Thor in it. We should probably read so, the like, Thor. some Thor, we including that one. We should do a bit more uh, comic reading in relation to <laughs> at least the new releases. My only thing about Thor comics is that... A lot of them are boring. The text is very hard to read. Oh, yeah. Because the text but, is made to look like old English like text. The, the font. The font, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, ugh, why don't you I, just... I found a lot of Thor comics kind of boring. Just make it like regular Comic Sans or whatever. Whatever the comic font is, just do that. Quit changing it. Don't make this old English bullshit. I don't like reading this. It's hard on the eyes. <laughs> it might be easier to read on like Marvel Unlimited, though, than on a page. You can uh, zoom yeah, in. Yeah, you can zoom in. What about... <laughs> can you tell me about the Mighty Thor? The Mighty Thor also known as Dr. Jane Foster. In the comics, Jane was diagnosed with breast cancer at some point while Thor was away fighting Gore, funny enough. Oh, so these things were happening like simultaneously? Yeah. Nice. Like Jane was trying to get treated and stuff, but she was kind of rejecting like magical treatment. Like uh-huh. she, she didn't want to do it. And then at some point during all this, Thor loses his ability to wield Mjolnir during a battle with Nick Fury. And Mjolnir was just kind of left on the moon. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so, some infighting going on there. While Mjolnir was on the moon, it sought out Jane. So it was like calling to her. Eventually mm-hmm. she's like, all right, let's go. She asks Heimdall to take her to Mjolnir. She picks up Mjolnir and gets the power of Thor. And, you know, she's like temporarily like her physique's better and all yeah. that stuff. You, you know what happens when you pick up the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> But also, we met Mighty Thor for a while before we knew who she was. It was, yeah. like, it was a mystery. Yeah, even to Thor. Right. And it was like, because in comics, like, they're just going to draw all the women exactly the same. You, won't, you wouldn't be able to recognize her. No, like, her, her origin was done, like, later. Yeah. I know that it was this whole kind of, like, mystery of, like, who's the Mighty Thor? Is it this character? Is it this? Like, people had, they were basically taking bets of, like, what, what character who we already knew is the yeah, new Yeah, I remember Thor. it being like a shock when people found out it was Jane. Yeah. But I was like, it has to be Jane. Like, <laughs> who else, would who it, else is it going to be? Who else is it going to be? It's not going to be a character from like a Captain America comic. That'd be weird because that has no connection to <laughs> Thor. So she now has the power of Thor. She learned how to use Mjolnir because she had like, you know, previously watched Thor wield it. So she, she was kind of like sure. just learning it based on like using him as an example. At some point, she ends up in the middle of a conflict involving Malekith. We all remember Malekith, the Dark Elf. Yeah. And, um... How can you forget? (laughs) 
Well, he's in the middle of like making a deal with like the Frost Giants, and they're trying to like resurrect King Laufey. Oh, yeah. And so like during this conflict, she ends up running into Thor, who does not recognize her because you know she's in like her yeah her garb, and um he he's like. We get a similar scene, like even in the trailer of the movie, it was like that's that's my hammer, you know. She, right, Can yeah. I have it back? Like give it back. Uh, she doesn't give it back. He eventually accepts that you know the hammer chose this new person because he accepts that you know Mjolnir made a decision. Yeah, and uh, he grants Jane the name Thor. I want to bring that up and, a little bit and, later. And then in he this just movie. calls himself Odinson. Oh. but he still at this point he still doesn't know that you know Jane is. Well, for a while that, he that, takes Jane. For a while he takes the power of Odin, the Odin Force, right? Yes. Eventually, she takes the title, you know, Mighty Thor. Mm-hmm. It differentiates her, and also like it's a cool title. And because that's the title of the book. And because that's the title <laughs> of the book. Um, it's but, like spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. But obviously, eventually, Thor finds out that it's Jane, and then yeah, you know, we have um, some Secret Wars stuff that happens, and I haven't read Secret Wars. Oh, I'm ashamed okay. to admit so. I have, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was in the trailer. They did exactly that. Yeah. Where, but like, you would know it's Jane. Like, in real life, I mean, in a comic book, you can do whatever you want. In real life, you know that's Natalie Portman the second you see her, even with the mask on. <laughs> you know? I mean, her so whole like, face is pretty obscure, yeah, it's, but. It, it's kind of obvious, you know? <laughs> yeah. In the words of Blake Lively in. Green Lantern, I've seen you naked. Do you think I won't recognize you because I can't see your cheekbones? <laughs> That's probably one of the better lines in that movie. No, it's the best line in the whole movie. <laughs> it's the best part of that entire movie, actually. <laughs> yes, that is Jane Foster, the Mighty Thor, and like how she came to be. Okay. Do you have any other characters you want to? Yeah, one more. It's it's an interesting one. It is all black. The sword, the Necro Sword. So you- in. In the comics... I just want to say something. If you say Morbius at any point, I'm kicking you out. There's no reason to right now. I feel like you're this close. No. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're jumping through some mental gymnastics. (laughs) To to connect the symbiotes to Morbius. (laughs) No. But yeah, All Black, which is the name of the sword, Uh which is the first symbiote. It's also known Ah. as the Necrosword or the God Slayer. Okay. But it was created from the shadow of Null. And it was tempered with the divine power of a slain celestial. I think specifically a decapitated celestial. Oh. so Is it nowhere? I don't know if it's nowhere specifically. I couldn't find that information. Okay. But it is a decapitated celestial. Okay. And this this sword actually still has a connection to that celestial. Uh-huh. Which through some comic book reasoning means that when the sword kills somebody, it absorbs their soul and like holds them in like a really like messed up afterlife type place okay so it's almost like the sword like sends you to it's like its own hell is it like katana sword <laughs> this is katana <laughs> oh, it's similar yeah i mean uh, okay but also the sword's actually a living thing so right but yeah i kind of said it during gore's like origin but like all black left Noel after he was incapacitated during a fight with some of the gods that mm-hmm. gore was a witness to like gore was a witness to this fight and then all black noticed gore was there and just kind of like chose him and corrupted him and i mean this sword specifically is more of a character because it's literally like an alien right. it became a new, the first of a new alien race right so yeah after the sword chooses gore corrupts him gore becomes the god butcher amazing so <laughs> amazing incredible stuff <laughs> just 
the best. <laughs> this is your best work, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's get into our non-spoilers for this movie, Thor Love and Thunder. Actually, before we get into that, uh, we went to go see this movie and we kind of fucked it up like we didn't really we, we got a horrible viewing we, it felt like we didn't watch it the first time we watched it yeah uh we had a rare horrible experience at a movie theater i feel like we're always talking about our bad movie theater experiences but this was this one was like actually horrible this might be the worst one ever yep i don't think i've had a worse experience in a movie theater ever well i wasn't super upset until management decided to not do anything about it no then i, was, then I got mad i was upset the entire time i was upset <laughs> For two hours. Uh, so we went to go see it at like this premium format movie theater. I'm just going to say it's, it's called Epic Theater. In Florida, there's like seven of them, right? right? So it's a small company, but they set out to make premium theaters to compete with the big boys, right? Yeah. They had done a pretty good job they up were until now. They were doing fine, <laughs> right? So we would go out of our way because they've got cushy seats with that recline. They're very spaced apart. The mm-hmm. screens are enormous. One thing I always liked about the movie theater is that the sound was quieter during the trailers because yeah. it's like, yeah, they don't, those don't have to be super loud. People are still kind of finding their seats and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the movie starts and it's like, boom. Right. Yeah. And so what happened is what we sat down and the movie did not go boom. Uh, the speakers were all broken. It's like half of them were off. Yeah. Now the thing is, is like, I'm look, I'm not an expert in like movie theater speakers and how many, I know there's a bunch of them. I know a lot about home theater systems and how the sound editing works in there. And they're usually in six channels, five and a subwoofer, right? So mm-hmm. each one of those channels has a different sound mix going into them, right? And that's how you get like those surround sound effects. Yeah. Almost all the dialogue comes from the center channels. And then depending on if the character is like shifted to the left or the right of the screen, they might pan that audio a little in that direction. So it sounds like it's coming from that direction a little bit, you know? Yeah. So it was like the center channel was just like off and we didn't get it at all. And what we were hearing, the dialogue we were hearing was like the residual dialogue that is panned onto the other channels. So it was very quiet, very hard to hear oh what the my hell God. people were saying. There was dialogue that like we couldn't hear and like no bass. Subwoofers were just like not on. It no, was no bass at all. It was ridiculous. I noticed it right away and I looked at like you and we were, we had a group of nine people and we're all like, Something's wrong. Like, this is horrible. Yeah, and a member of our group got up and said something. Yeah. Ghost of Man, they're like, oh, yeah, we're handling it. And he's like, okay. And if they didn't say that, we would have left and been like, hey, Would'd you know, be- this isn't working. And here's the thing. Okay, so the movie's over. They never fixed it. It was horrible the whole fucking time. It was very distracting because I'm like, I can't hear. I can't focus. I can't pay attention. Like, there were things that I could technically I can hear. I somebody on the other side of the theater coughing louder in the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, if we could whisper to each other and we could hear each other very well so like it's distracting because i'm trying to enjoy the movie but all i can think about is how bad the sound quality is Mm. so where i'm like not really paying attention there were whole things that i could technically hear but i missed Mm -hmm. so we go we go to talk to management and i'm like hey like this happened i'm very disappointed i'm i'm being very nice by the way i'm very i'm a very polite person (laughs) so i'm talking to them and i'm like you know can we speak to somebody and he was like yeah there's there's actually nothing wrong with the theater and i'm like you've that's ridiculous really are you in there right now i'm like (laughs) like he was so sure he's like no like we tested it it was working just fine i'm like no 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 it was not and and they're like well if you want we can go in there and i was i'm surprised we didn't actually do that because i think we should have done that we kind of talked around it because i'm like okay well 
it's not. Like, I spent two hours in there. And they're like, well, you know, you didn't complain earlier. I'm like, no, we did. And he's like, yeah, well, you saw the whole movie. I'm like, because you told us to go back inside. <laughs> that it was being fixed. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, okay, what do you do in this situation? Like, this is a premiere that you've been, I mean, that I've been looking forward to. I mean, we, right. we've been looking forward to This is a big movie. It's a, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, what do they expect us to do? Like, get up and just buy tickets to a different show like i want to see it on the on the first day that's why i bought thursday afternoon tickets yeah like it's it, it was ridiculous and then like the fact that like they were gaslighting us like no there's nothing wrong like you guys are wrong because no one else is complaining i'm like buddy there's nine of us here and we all have the same complaint what, what do you how many people do you, do you want to complain like 30? Do you, right <laughs> do you want there to be a riot before you finally give us a refund like i the thing is is like i know there's nothing you can do like the movie already passed it was already ruined for me. So, like, a voucher or a refund, that costs you nothing. Like, this is a movie yeah. theater, for fuck's sake. Like, it costs A voucher you... would have literally costed them nothing. It's a piece of paper that makes no difference because I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in, buy a beer anyway, and take an empty seat that you just didn't sell, probably. You know, like, <laughs> you think I'm gonna when I come back, it's going to be sold out again? No, it's not. So, it means nothing. Anyway, have I complained about this long enough? We um, it was it was miserable. We went and saw it again like a couple days on Saturday. At, yeah, two days later at an IMAX theater, and it was amazing. And I forget all these movies are shot in IMAX, so you don't see the full picture unless you go to one of the their theaters anyway. Yeah, and it looked beautiful. Sounded great. Sounded great. <laughs> the tra- it was a much better experience oh, yeah, the, overall. Was it an Avatar trailer? I don't remember because I don't, I don't care about Avatar. But like, <laughs> a trailer started and it was like booming i'm like yep this, this is, is already it. way better this is we're, we're doing it right this time <laughs> but anyway let's get started non-spoilers overall general thoughts on this okay. movie before we get into some specifics um i liked it i, I had a fun time with it this the second time i watched it yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well yeah that's the thing the first time i felt like I, I was reading the script without any of the punch like not seeing the performances, yeah, yeah. not like getting the full effect. It was just kind of like I felt like I was just being shown like a rehearsal. I don't think I realized how lackluster it was until I watched it yeah. again. I was like, "Holy shit!" Right. Sorry, go on. Uh, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It has that Taika Waititi comedy mm-hmm. charm to it. It is a charm. It is a charm. <laughs> That's not to say like I have a few nits to pick with it. Mm-hmm. But most of my issues with it are kind of the same issues I had with to pick. (laughs) (laughs) My issues with it are very similar to the same issues I have with Ragnarok. Uh, Yeah, I want to talk about that. And I'm sure we can get more into detail on that when we're talking like spoilers. But overall, I'd say fun movie. I think it's definitely worth a watch. Mm -hmm. A lot of people seem to be like kind of like dunking on this, but I, I like it. I don't I wouldn't really agree with any of the. And you have the dunking. I think this is a pretty good movie. Um, my only complaint is I wanted more of it, uh, which we will get it, into. It was entirely <laughs> too short. But on the positive side, before we get into all that, some of the... Mm, I hesitate to say some of the best Thor stuff, but some of the... Some really great Thor character stuff. Yeah. This, this movie takes Thor in a direction that I did not see coming at all. It was a complete surprise. And I really like being surprised. <laughs> so I love that bit like after the movie is done and I get to like first of all see it again second of all just kind of think about it for a little bit I think Thor might have like the best character arc out of all these characters really because he's, Tony he's well I was gonna say like <sighs> there's him and Tony Stark and like they're now they're battling for like screen time because I think 
Thor probably has one-upped him now. At this point, probably. Because, because he has four entire movies, and obviously Iron Man was in like a few Iron scenes in, in Spider-Man, of, and yeah. he had the most to do in any Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah, because he was like, uh, he was one of the... He was one of the main characters. Right. It was, was him and Cap. Yeah. He yeah. was like in a third a third of Captain America Civil War is he Iron might have Man been or whatever. In like more than a third of that actually. So <laughs> but I, I think Thor's character has has made the biggest leaps and bounds. Like I said, I was surprised in where this movie kind of took him. Okay. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's definitely not the same as when he started this movie. Yeah. Which I've, I've seen people say like, oh, Thor is right back where he was at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, are you stupid? In what do you mean? People in, complaining about this movie. At the end of this movie, he's the same as in the beginning That's of this what movie? people are saying. That's incorrect. I, uh, it's straight <laughs> up false. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no way of like interpreting that any other way. Like, No, he, he's in a very wrong. different position. Yeah. But huh. we can't spoil anything yet, so. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, we kind of mentioned it, Natalie Portman's back, which was super weird. Not not in the movie. It, it was it was nice it to was, have her back. It was weird, like a year, two years ago when, when it was it, when, when it was announced, and we're yeah. like, how? Because she didn't um, even come back for Endgame, right? She didn't come back for anything. She was in the two Thor movies, and that's it. Yeah, and she was like, I'm done with Marvel because was, I'm upset. She was very upset with how they managed the Dark World. The Dark World. That was like, well, I think like everybody on that movie was upset with how that movie yeah. was handled. I think mostly because she had developed a really good rapport with um. Patty oh, Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, thank yes. you. Who who then went on to do uh, Wonder Woman because she was fired from Thor, Love and Th- God, not Love and Thunder, The Dark World. <laughs> For creative differences? That's what they say. That's what they always say. But this was back in the Perlmutter era. Oh, uh, so he was probably like, you're a woman, get out of here. Uh, look, I, I think maybe, I think maybe <laughs> her plank to walk was much shorter than everyone else's, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Perlmutter wasn't great. Yeah, so uh, Natalie Portman was obviously upset with that. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, she was basically out, um, and we and we all knew it, and we knew she's kind of too uh, too much of a serious actor to really like come back unless if it was really great. And so the fact that like she was kind of written off in a way that was very obvious, like in the movies, like in the movies, it's very clear, like oh yeah, like even if you don't know anything about it, you're like ah, oh, yeah, she's not coming back. It's it's a it's a weird kind of well, like it's like one throwaway line where it's like oh she broke up with me. Do they? He might say that in Ragnarok. In Age of Ultron, he's still with her because he yeah. mentions that she's smart, that she's smarter than someone else. What does he say? Mutual dumping. Mutual dumping. That I think that was. Is that it, in it this was movie? A mutual dumping. Ragnarok? Was it Ragnarok? Here's the thing. I saw Ragnarok like in I the think same it was Ragnarok. time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that makes sense. So it was. It was a mutual dumping. <laughs> yeah. So it was weird that like she was coming back. They had that moment at um, Comic Con where they like they bring her on the stage. She's got the hammer, and we're all like. Oh my god! Like she's gonna be Thor. She's gonna be the mighty Thor. Um, because right, because that had already happened in the comics or whatever. But she, at least, is how I felt that her and Chris, her and Chris Hemsworth, she and Chris Hemsworth, never really had any like chemistry, and and those two characters weren't that believable as love interests. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh I mean, I was kind of indifferent to it, but yeah, their chemistry wasn't strong. It wasn't like her chemistry with Hayden Christensen though, which was awful why are you bringing that up <laughs> <laughs> but here's my point in this movie they have great chemistry they do which it, makes me think it was so, probably the director it was so weird you've got these two actors who were together for two movies and they couldn't sell that they liked each other and then they come on here and you're like the tension between them is palpable <laughs> <laughs> 
it was very good in this movie. It, it also felt like Natalie Portman wanted to be there in this movie. Well, that's the other thing is like what, she didn't want to be there during Dark World. Yeah, what is like good writing, good directing, and like a good environment do to like performances? Probably a know? lot, Pro- a ton. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're having fun on set with them. You know, yeah, it's real. Yeah, and they clearly know each other. <laughs> They've worked together for years now. Yeah, yeah. There's a fun little three-way Venn diagram. Kind of like this. What's that little symbol on Mjolnir? It has a name. Oh. There's a word for it. It's like it. a Celtic symbol, right? Yeah. Or a Norse one. Anyway, between Natalie Portman, Tessa Thompson, and Chris Hemsworth, because Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth, obviously Thor, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Natalie Portman and Tessa Thompson were in Annihilation together. Oh, yeah. And then Tessa Thompson... And Chris Hemsworth were in Men in Black together. <laughs> oh, a tri a triquetra, triquetra. Nice. It's the symbol <laughs> so, I'm talking about. Yeah, it's a very. It's like a Venn diagram. It's a triple Venn diagram. Is what it is. Yeah, it's cool looking. So anyway, <laughs> in the middle you have this movie where finally all three actors are together. Yeah, and they all have great chemistry with each other. Well, Tessa Thompson is fantastic, and we yeah we, yeah, we saw her with. I feel like her and Chris Ragnarok. Hemsworth are like buds in real life. Probably. Like they click. Yeah. She was in a thruple with Taika Watiti. I don't know if she still is. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not remember that? No. There were like um paparazzi pictures of like Taika Watiti. I forget who the third person was. <laughs> uh Tessa Thompson. And it was like Rita Ora? Rita Ora. Yeah. The three of them were like in one thruple together. <laughs> That's interesting. And they were all like there's like paparazzi of all three of them just like sitting on a pool. Making out. All three of them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, hey, they're having a good time. I guess. Like, he's, Taika's got game. Let me tell you. So every time that Korg and, and uh, Valkyrie have scenes together, that's all I could think about. Who's <laughs> their thruple with Rita Ora? Um, so yeah, performances are all great. Definitely nice to have these two characters back together. Let's just steer over to some of the negatives because I think the main problem that we all have with this movie is the pacing, the editing, the fact that it's under two hours, yes. and you feel it pretty like immediately, I think. Yeah, the beginning of this movie is like very, very fast, mm-hmm. which the same thing happened with Ragnarok. It was very, very fast. Like they, They're trying to get us into the action too quickly, I think. Yeah, Ragnarok, only real problem with that movie is how quickly the first act moves and how short it is. Because the movie's not Ragnarok isn't short. It's it's longer than this by a by a lot. This is one of the shortest MCU this, movies in a long time. Yeah. yeah, in Ragnarok, it's like they want to get to the second act so badly. They want to get to Sakaar so badly that they skip over so much. The movie starts it's like here's Thor, here's Loki, here's Odin. Odin's dead. Here's Hela, and you're like, well, hold on, go back. Odin's dead. Yeah, it happened like, so quickly. His Freya got a better death scene than Odin. Oh, a million times. A million times. That's the thing. You know, people have to hate on Dark World, but it does a couple things really well. Everything in Asgard and Dark World was amazing. (laughs) All the Loki stuff is great. Yeah, it was was the Dark World stuff that sucked. No, but in Ragnarok, I have a huge problem with, like, how quickly they do all of that. And, like, some of it's played for laughs. A lot of it is. Like, going through... What's the fucking Rainbow Bridge called? The Bifrost? The Bifrost. Yeah, going through the Bifrost... In the first Thor movie, it's a spectacle because you've never seen it before. Yeah. So it's edited very slowly. You get to really look at the big 
thing and he's got the sword and the the light beam goes out. Yeah, this, is our, this is our first time seeing it. Right. Yeah. And this one, it happens really quickly and it's almost like an Edgar Wright cut where it's like this shot, this shot, this shot, this shot. And it just tells you in a very interesting way we're getting from point A to point B. Right. Right. But it's kind of like, okay, but can we slow down a little bit? Can we pump the brakes just a like just just, a just a smidge? Yeah. And then the Doctor Strange stuff played for last because he's like, all right, we're going to this room now. We're going to this room now. And he, Thor keeps on like falling over. <laughs> That's yeah. how that whole movie is edited, though. That first chunk. Yeah. And then you get to Odin, and, like, you're supposed to... That's where the movie should slow down. Because it, this is supposed to be a big deal that Odin is dead. Yeah, But he's just like, all right, uh, well, you guys found me. Um, I... I die now. <laughs> I die now. <laughs> Goodbye. And that's it. And that's how quickly that happens. And, and now it's, like, it's such a knee-jerk handbrake turn because... Like the very next shot is like Hella yeah. shows up, and now like the movie's moving forward in a different and direction. Hella kills the Warriors three very unceremoniously. I'm still upset about that. Oh, yeah, and it this makes... movie makes fun of that. Yeah, which upset me even more. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this movie does start with kind of a slower, more deliberate scene with um Gore at the beginning. I wouldn't even say that was that slow. <sighs> no, like in all seriousness, like it's the same thing as this, where like. It's the slowest establishing it's, shot in the movie. Because it's the first shot of the movie. <laughs> That's why. It's like, hey, the movie started. This is no, a trailer. We do run through his origin kind of quickly, but those shots do like. It's still too fast for me. It feels more like a movie than the rest of it does. Because it's very similar to like this, this Odin scene in Ragnarok because it's like it's supposed to be a moment that you're supposed to like sit in for a while and it's supposed to be emotional, but it. The shots are cut so short that you don't have time. We don't have the time to absorb it. And yeah, you don't have time to like really like feel the feelings that you're supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. And Ragnarok, the bedrock of the movie, is Thor's relationship with his dad. And that Odin's dead. What is Thor's legacy right. going to be now that Odin's but we gone? we don't feel that throughout the movie. Right. The it re- feels like a comedy adventure. Sure. <laughs> but like all the hella stuff... It's supposed to be like Odin's legacy is put into question. Yeah. Because Thor has like this revisionist history version of it. And Hell is like, well, actually, he was like a fierce warrior with me. And, and now we, he's all soft. We murdered like everyone. And we love murdering people together. Um, <laughs> so Thor has to kind of decide what kind of king he's going to be. Is he going to be like Hela's version of Odin, which is ruthless or is he going to be peaceful like his version of odin yeah but like, and, too bad he has like no time to be king like at all well yeah that too but that's a whole nother thing <laughs> the point is is like the like the bedrock theme for that movie is completely butchered and thankfully yeah. the rest of the movie is really good and it's a lot of fun well, here's the thing the writing was great the editing not so much yeah but in ragnarok it's only for that first bit because later on <sighs> the rest kind of like it, it takes its time I, I, when I it needs to. I have a problem to. with the whole movie. <laughs> I always did, though, even just, when it came out. Like, it's yeah. a good, fun movie, but I always had, like, an issue with it where it's like... Slow it down. Slow it down, and, like, listen, I love the comedy in the movie, but a lot of times it does feel like it's undercutting, like, the serious stuff that's yeah. happening on screen right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just an issue I always had. It. It's an issue I share with this movie. Yeah. So the, in, this movie does get one thing v- very right with the seriousness of it, though, but that's in the spoiler section. The, are you talking about the very end of the movie? Not the very end, but no, like the climax? But, mm, 
a little bit. It's related to that. I think they worked their way backwards, like editing wise. <laughs> They're like, how much time do we have left? <laughs> like, oh shit, maybe we should uh, slow down a bit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, on this note, and I'm mm, let me see if I can talk about this in non spoilers. No, let's talk about it in spoilers. So let's wrap up our thoughts here. I definitely recommend watching this movie. It's a fun adventure. Yeah. <laughs> it is entirely too short, though. Like it's over too quickly, and the pacing's very quick, like throughout. But those problems aside, it is very much an enjoyable movie. Great action. Actually, the action's some of my favorite in recent Marvel movies. Oh, you think? Yeah. And the, oh, the score on the soundtrack. The score was Michael Giacchino, I believe. Yeah. Again, is it Giacchino or Giacchino? We've said Giacchino. it before. I think he does a great job with it. I thought it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the soundtrack that they picked for this movie mostly guns and roses but there's a few other songs in there it's it's all good it's all very fitting maybe not quite in the way that james gunn does it with the guardians movies so he's not quite on that level but i thought yeah i thought the soundtrack was pretty good but the soundtrack yeah. it, it, it was a good soundtrack that went very well with what was happening on screen i couldn't really get into the score too much and i, I just like I, I think about thor music and i can hum all the thor themes and right now the ragnarok one is stuck in my head and I just I saw this movie twice and I just couldn't really. I mean, the first time I couldn't hear it. But the Dark World theme is always in my head because that oh, one's underrated. So good, so good. <laughs> Brian Tyler does yeah. some good fucking work. It was it was the perfect way to kill Loki for that one minute that he was dead. <laughs> for that one minute, <laughs> he's actually dead for like twenty minutes of screen time. Yeah, to the point where I thought you know maybe he actually was. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh no, baby, we're getting a lot more Loki. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, I thought this movie was really fun. I think it's really good if it just had more. If there was more to it, and we're going to talk about it in spoilers again, but like we had so many parts where there are characters, specifically like Gore, especially, is just really shortchanged because I feel like he he lost a lot of screen time, like he well, lost a lot of scenes. I think a lot of what was cut from this movie because apparently this movie has a four hour cut. All movies have a four hour cut. Yeah, but that's what's making the rounds in the news right now is that there's a four hour cut yeah. of this movie, but a, apparently a lot of what was like cut out of the movie was yeah. gore centric scenes well that's what i'm about to talk about so let's move on all, all right, right so from this point on spoilers only uh so if you haven't seen the movie go ahead and stop now come back later i'll give you two more seconds okay so biggest spoiler and i think the most important part of this film is the epic return of one of my favorite characters daryl <laughs> seeing daryl in think? a movie was amazing if you don't know, Daryl is from the Team Thor shorts. There's two of them where it was made during they were they were filming Ragnarok and Civil War was coming out. Yeah. So the question was like, well, what's Thor up to? He's not in this movie. Everyone else is in this movie except for Thor. <laughs> he got an apartment in Australia uh, and he's got a roommate named Daryl. <laughs> and yep. it's just like a short interview series. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just fun. It's so funny. Um. And Daryl's just like, I, I kind of hate living with a superhero. Yeah, he's like, he, he's a lot to deal with. <laughs> Thor will like leave Mjolnir on top of the toilet so right. Daryl can't use the bathroom. <laughs> so, you know, just stupid things like that. And there actually, there's a third one because there's Team Thor Part 1, Team Thor Part 2. And there's a third one called Team Daryl. Okay. Where Daryl's new uh, flatmate is the Grandmaster. Oh, yeah. So it's just <laughs> Jeff Goldblum and Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that one's also really funny too. If canon is a thing that bothers you, they're clearly not canon. 
No. But you could easily believe that something similar may have happened at some point. <laughs> that Thor was just like, oh, maybe I'll just, you know, Jane broke up with him. And he's like, well, I guess I got to find another roommate. Uh, <laughs> he's got to live somewhere because he doesn't live in Asgard. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because we, we know he doesn't go back to Asgard in between any of the movies. No. At the beginning of every Thor movie, he's like, I'm back in Asgard. I haven't seen you since the end of the last movie. <laughs> and they're like, welcome back, I guess. <laughs> the only difference, I guess, being like, mm, the be- well, the beginning of Dark World, he had just arrives in Asgard. But that's because he went back to Asgard at the end of the Avengers with Loki. Well, yeah, but then he left again to go like protect all the realms. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. He was like, he was waging war everywhere. And they're like, oh, we got to go back to Asgard. And he's like, I haven't been there in a minute. That's right. That's right. And Loki's still like imprisoned. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah, so Daryl is in, in it, it, it's blinking, you miss it, but... Uh, yeah, he's a tour guide in New Asgard. Yeah, he's just, he has, like, a job. <laughs> yeah, he's the tour guide, and then um, uh, Valkyrie, like, yells at him to, like, do something at one point. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess speaking of, like, returning, like, side cast members, there's the production troupe. Oh, yes, um, with Matt Damon. The, the actors. <laughs> It's Matt Damon and Chris Hemsworth's brother, right? One it's, of his brothers? It's one of his brothers. It's not the other the, famous one. No, not Liam. It's not Liam. It's the, the other one. Is he even really an actor? Yeah, they're all actors. Okay. Hold I don't on. recall ever out. seeing him in anything. He's just like not famous at all. <laughs> Damn. Chris, Liam, and Luke. Ah, uh, yes. Luke Hemsworth. That's definitely fake Thor. He's He's the shortest of the three. Oh, he's in Westworld. Oh, he's the Westworld guy. He's uh, he's like the cop guy in Westworld. He kind of looks like he's also mixed with like Ray Liotta and Chris Pine in this picture. Yep. <laughs> Whoa, that's weird. Ah, <laughs> uh, rest in peace, Ray Liotta. <laughs> he's just the most average of all the Hemsworth, Damn. which is fine. Yeah. Chris Hemsworth is like. A beast. It's funny that you he know? plays like knockoff Thor. Though. Oh, it's so great. And Matt Damon is just knockoff well, Loki. It's great too because like Luke Hemsworth is in good shape. He's just he's just not Chris, right? You know, so, so he, Chris is just ridiculous. And they put him in an they give him an ugly beard and like an oversized costume. Yeah, that's like like he, low they rent. made him look like a knockoff. They, Thor. Yeah, they made yeah. him look goofy. Even though if they had tailor made it for him, he could probably pass. Keep in mind, they also made Matt Damon look goofy. So. <laughs> Uh, I love that you get to see him as like actors and they're like, <laughs> doing another play, but the events of Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, they, no, no. I mean, like you can see them as oh. themselves. And they're oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like a stereotypical, like up their own butts, like theater actors off the theater. You know? Yeah. Like there's like a bunch of kids just got kidnapped <laughs> and like King Valkyrie. Should we make a production of these <laughs> events? <laughs> like the people need entertainment. Uh, I thought that was great. But, uh, okay, all right, all right, so let's get to the point. The editing. It's all cut so short. It's under two hours long. By the end of this movie, by the way, I had... My conspiracy is that there was a uh, a demand from up high saying to keep the movie short, right? Right. And I am i don't pretend to know, right? So I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is a Bob Shapek problem, right? But Bob Shapek, the new CEO of Disney, he rubs me as the kind of exec... Because he's very business oriented, you know, he's very oh, like too much. He's like a bean counter, yeah. You know, like he rubs me as the kind of exec that would prescribe to the notion that shorter movies will make you more money because you get more butts in the seats on day one. 
Yeah, except I think that's been proven to not be like accurate, and, right? Right, multiple and, times, and maybe that's not even why he, he no, would but do like, it. it does seem like the he does seem like the type he of person like because yep. just look at what he's doing with the Disney parks right now. It's a fucking mess, but they're raking in that cash. They're pissing off a lot of their guests, but they're raking in cash. Yeah, I was thinking about getting Disney passes. <laughs> they're expensive we'll, now. I you, know, and we'll you see. get less with them now than you used I to. Know. <laughs> We'll see. Like maybe like a weekday. Any doesn't matter. I'm, I'm thinking about getting a universal pass. Ah, uh, is that how we go? Do we go well, universal? I mean, <laughs> we gotta do it together. Well, it's we gotta be a family. For me right now, I'm like, well, my sister still works at Disney, so if I really want to go, uh, I could be fuck. like, hey, can you get me like a yeah. ticket? <laughs> well, anyway, and that's not even always so guaranteed. I and and a lot of times I don't really go online and look for. Uh, like agreeing opinions just to validate my opinion. Yeah. I'm very, I stand on my opinions. If you've ever listened to any of this podcast, you'd know that. Um, we both do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Morbius. Um, <laughs> yeah, Morbius. Ghostwriter. But everyone seems to kind of have noticed this, right? It wasn't just me. They asked Taika Waititi about, could there be a director's cut of this movie, something a little bit longer? Because maybe you weren't allowed to have it so long in the movie, right? And his words were, I've been thinking about director's cuts. I watch director's cuts of a lot of other directors. They suck. Director's cuts are not good. Uh, directors need to be controlled sometimes. And if I want to say, hey, you want to watch my director's cut? It's four and a half hours long. It's not good at four and a half hours. There's a lot of cup of tea breaks in there. Uh, you don't even have to pause it. See, that's a very extreme example of a director's cut, though. Because a lot of times the director's cuts are better than the theatrical cut. Let's look at Blade okay, Runner. So director's cuts are weird because it really depends on if it actually is a director's cut. The word doesn't mean anything, right? A Usually dir- it just means extended edition when it's like something released. Well, there have been director's cuts that were n- literally not director's cuts. It's just that they put in the deleted scenes so that they can call it an extended cut or a director's cut. Right. And they put that on the DVD and they get you to buy the DVD, right? Mm-hmm. And then director's have been like, I never made this. This is not a director's cut. Like, by definition, it's not a director's cut. It's an extended cut. So it really goes to, did the director intend to make something that he couldn't at the time? And then you get that version instead. The real problem is that with director's cuts is that they're an an admission of fault. Yeah. You're basically saying... Our theatrical cut didn't cut it. Yeah. We made a less than stellar movie, and here's the better version, right? (laughs) Now... That's not always the case because you can make an extended cut where you say both versions are valid, but here's one that's longer if you like that. And I think Lord of the Rings is a perfect example of that. Where yeah. the, the theatrical cuts are fine the way they are. You know, you can definitely watch those and they're very good. The extended cuts, they're a little bit better because they got that little extra juice, you know, and, and they don't yeah. drag by any means. No. I think the biggest example, though, of like a true director's cut would be the Snyder cut, though. Okay, here's the thing. That's though. also an not, extreme not really. example. Not because really. Because that's a completely different movie with some footage that they shared. Well, that's because the, the theatrical version was a different movie from what they had originally made. I mean, it, it is a director's cut, but it's also like, it's a it, it, it's, it's such a, an it's extreme example. It's very complicated, the circumstances, right? And it's, <laughs> it, it, that's more of a like, uh, a, like I said, it's, it feels like a completely different movie. Like we haven't watched the Donner cut yet, but I, I'm... You know, isn't what, that also the, a different movie too? Basically, they they reshot half of it so that they could take Donner's name out of it. 
Because if you, that's kind of what they did with Justice League. Oh, yeah, it's the same shit. It's like the same <laughs> oh <my> shit. God. <laughs> Superman's because the problem. I guess I guess with Justice League we don't have like a director's cut. We just have we have Whedon's cut. We have Snyder cut. Right. Or I guess WB's cut and the Snyder cut. Yeah. Not even sure you can call it. Well, it's more of a well, Whedon again, movie like than a Snyder Bl- movie. Blade Runners, a good example. There are other movies where I've seen that a director's cut comes out and the director's like, yeah, like. We had to cut this out for this reason. We had to keep it under an R rating. I like this the director's cut of Blade so Runner. Here's this, the one with the voiceover. Yeah, I think I like that. That's one. the worst one. Everyone hates the voiceover. I don't know. It's <sighs> the final cuts where it's at. Am I thinking final cut? I gotta look at which one I own. Is there a voiceover? So there's a version. I've of... seen both versions. Though. Okay. That's the thing. Well, neither's a director's cut. The final cut, I think, is the closest to like the director's intended. vision. Yeah. Because basically they thought the movie was confusing. No, isn't the voiceover not? It's not the theatrical, but it's also not the. It's like the second cut. <laughs> so basically, God, the movie confusing. They, they thought the movie was confusing, so they told what's his face to put because it's film noir. To put a voiceover. To put a voiceover because you could explaining it. Yeah, so it's basically like uh, Harrison Ford explaining explaining the everything. Uh, <laughs> I think the one I own is the final cut. Then yeah, final cut's the best one. Okay, it was whatever one was released on Blu-ray. That's the final. A cut. few years ago. The f- well, it's funny because there's so many versions. There's like five versions of the movie that they had to call it the final cut. Like, to, this is it. Like, no we're, more. We're not doing anymore. <laughs> watch this one. <laughs> this is the one you should. Yeah. Well, and that's the one you should watch because it's good. So, again, back to this point. A lot of people were saying, like, well, Taika isn't going to. Like he said, he just said it. Director's cut suck. His version ha- would just have a couple more jokes in it and that's it. There's no way a couple more jokes is another two hours of film. Yeah, but all movies have, like it's <laughs> right. called, I think right. the, but the rough cut of a movie is always super that's long. That's true, but also like, there's also no way we weren't missing a bunch of villain-centric scenes. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> this article, which came out an hour before we started recording, by the way, oh, this is fresh off the press. This is from comicbook.com. Source is Joanna Robinson, who used to write for Variety, and now she's with I forget what. Oh, shit. Wait, I actually just started listening to that podcast today, House of R. Oh, okay. Well, there that's you go. crazy. That's that's what she's on now. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, she, she's on something else. She, she, I think she was guest on this. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, she said, Taika having a blank check on this is absolutely not the case. He had more leeway than he did with Ragnarok, but there was a mandate to bring this movie in under two hours. This comes in under two hours, and they cut a ton of stuff out of this movie. Uh, and that is incredibly believable because before today, because again, this is f- hot off the press. Right. Super fresh. Before this, Christian, Christian Bale, Bale. He said Chris, a lot of his scenes were cut. Christian Bale said that his scenes were cut. Not only some of his scenes were cut, he had scenes with Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum and, and Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage, uh, E. Tree the Elf. So. Apparently, Gore would have gone and killed those two characters. Atri's not we, a god. I mean, he makes weapons for the gods. Did you call him an elf? He's a dwarf. Oh, yeah. Atri the dwarf. <laughs> Sorry. He makes weapons for them. But, like, damn, that sucks because he's the last of his kind. That, too. <laughs> <laughs> All that's missing. Also, uh, Lita... Lena... Lena Hedy? Hedy. Hedy. She plays... She was going to be in, in this movie. She's also in Game of Thrones. She right, plays, right, right. The Cersei. Queen, Cersei. She's not in this movie. She was supposed to be in this movie. Huh. Don't. I saw. She no, play some god. Maybe a Greek god? I don't know. She dies. Oh. She's not in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we missed uh, some of the god butchering. Well, here's the thing, too. It's like, and this is how I felt about Doctor Strange. 
this movie is called Multiverse of Madness, and like there was some multiverse, but not enough to be like, God, that multiverse was madness. You know, we got one scene it where we saw like, a bunch of them. It was more but like we oh, only spent time in like two of them. Yeah, it was more like oh, there's yeah. there's two multiverses. Cool, that's not madness. <laughs> you know, it wasn't. Do, what it, do you think that movie was also well, suffered we, the well, same fate? We we know they cut a lot out. Well, we know they cut a lot out, but do you think like you know? I, I didn't think it was as bad as this in in that frame. Okay, you know, in that respect, this similarly characters named Gore the God Butcher. How many gods did he butcher? Just uh, one. Well, apparently a lot off screen. Fantastic. Because <laughs> there was over fifteen hundred distress calls Amaz- because of him. Amazing. Don't fucking get to see any of it. No. We saw him slice that first god, and that was it. Yeah. And he does a great job. I think he really fucking killed it. I think he killed it too. There is um But we didn't get enough of him at all. No, the scene that he had there's two scenes that I really like that stuck with me with him. The first one was his scene in the cage with the children. He was like creepy there. Oh yeah, it I was like, like I love that. It made me think, and this sounds like stupid to say, but like I think Christian Bale would have made a good Joker. Like th- <laughs> those mannerisms and everything, and, like it was just it was so good. Yeah. And uh, the other scene is when they encounter him the first time in the Shadow Realm. Yeah, that was awesome. Like the scene where he has them like tied up and he's talking to them, just chewing the scenery. He's doing yeah. such a fucking great job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I hate Christian Bale, but he killed it. You do? I don't like him. Why? Just uh, like personally, it's like yeah, personally. Keeper cancel situation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a keeper cancel situation. I just I don't like Christian Bale. I mean, he just yelled at that one guy that one time, right? Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, compared to who, all these other who, guys, who knows like, how many other times he did it? It's just I the know. only time it was recorded. We just talk about so many shitty people that I'm like, I eh, yelled at one guy. He's fine. <laughs> No, that's bad. <laughs> no, he's still a dickhead. But no, he. I think he killed it as gore here. Making and a bad movie, too, by the way. It was Terminator Salvation. Yeah, that's the worst term. I don't know if it's the worst anymore. He's an actor that goes boss of the wall. Yeah. But, like, yeah, he killed it as gore, and it's a damn shame that we lost so much of that. Uh-huh. Because I would have loved there, to see there's it. There's not enough character of set up for him like you there's like he's in like three scenes he's in three scenes and he he kills it every time which but it's not enough like I know, there's it a, sucks. again there's no god butchering in this movie because <laughs> i i want him to be one of my favorite villains but i can't say that because yeah he's not in it enough he's gore the sliced one god's neck sort of that he got mad at yeah <laughs> <laughs> kind of on accident because the sword was basically telling him to do it yeah i look He's he's called the God Butcher. I want to see some God Butchering. Um, <laughs> and I thought there there's a lot. Okay, here's kind of a small problem I have this with this movie. We got some butchering. It was when all the heroes are butchering all those fucking guards. There's they're like slicing <laughs> their, all their, their necks. Golden and shit. blood everywhere. Yeah, they're like slicing their necks was, and stabbing them. That was shit. a really good action scene too. But I was very distracted by like, why are they murdering these guys? Shouldn't they just be like incapacitating well, them? I don't think gods care about lives but it was weird or the lives of other gods no it was weird that these three very benevolent characters and and murdered are just like straight up murdering everybody because yeah they even talk about like you know if your plan doesn't work like heads will literally roll that's still a figure of speech (laughs) they literally did it i thought that was a bit extreme (laughs) i don't know about you like they kill zeus and i'm like all right whatever that's fine did they kill him no well, no, but like, 
But like even then, I'm like, did you have to kill that I was many like, people? Damn. Like, there's a lot of murdering going on there. Anyway, not the characters I thought I was going to see them. The the butchering, I wanted Gore to be <laughs> the doing, the butchering. doing the butchering. Why are the heroes doing the Valkyrie's butchering? Valkyrie's like bathing in their blood. Yeah. And Which, are, you know what? That, that's in character for her. But there's these aren't bad people, though. They had a mild, like, difference of opinion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that was strange to me. Uh, that whole scene rubs me the wrong way. Anyway. Is it the blood that's like because you're seeing like the blood flying out of them and stuff? Well, why aren't they just like punching them and like they fall down? Like that's what usually happens. Do you knock out a god though? Are Are these gods? gods? I don't know. Well, I thought, man, I was like, maybe these are kind of like robots. I don't know. Like there should have been maybe maybe there's a scene that they cut that was like, I don't know. These are just kind of like their their semi sentient like fabricated we didn't see their faces so. holograms or i don't something stupid but also like nobody really seemed concerned about them dying not even like the people watching that's what i'm saying there's like, like wow it was very strange um <laughs> they have a lot of butchering let me tell you but it wasn't the god butcher uh, i would have loved to see and i mean as much as i like those characters and maybe they have plans for them i highly doubt it like uh etri and uh grandmaster grandmaster I can it, see Grandmaster it, showing up in a Guardians movie. Maybe. It would have given his character a lot of heft. Having him kill named characters that we care about. Here's the thing, it though. It would have been it like a Thanos to, moment, It needs you know? to be done in a way like Thanos, not in the way Taika did Hela, where it's like, oh, hey, remember all these supporting characters from the last movie? I'm going to kill them in two seconds. Okay, but even then... I like, hated that. Okay, <laughs> but even then, it meant something because those characters are now dead. Right. And they're and, not coming and back. And now they're a joke, apparently. <laughs> and that guy and that guy and, who, and whoever that is like, come on man <sighs> anyway uh moving on uh the court voiceovers the little stories he tells yeah i'm not i'm not entirely convinced i like them i like them i like them because they're fun and they're funny jane okay. fonder <laughs> jody foster jody foster <laughs> it's not because they're not fun it's because they serve to cut the movie down uh yeah you know especially yeah the be- Especially in the beginning, because in the beginning, it's kind of like... In the beginning, it was kind of recapping like where Thor's at. Okay, but here's the thing, though. In 2018, Avengers Infinity War, that movie got to play with putting all these characters together in different combinations. Yeah. And one of the most fun ones was putting Thor with the Guardians. That's true. Uh, especially Rocky. He spends a lot of time and with Rocky. Yeah, we only get like one scene of them, like two scenes of them together we in get this a movie. montage, and that's kind of it. A montage you get, like, you get those two capped scenes. off with us with like yeah like two sort of scenes. Star Lord's speech to Thor is nice. Yeah, no, they have a nice moment. I would have liked more, a lot more of that. Yeah, where's that movie? Fuck. Like, why <laughs> am I not? And I mean, I don't know. Maybe Guardians Three comes out and Thor's in the whole goddamn thing for all we know. Because Man, this one takes place in the past. Sure. Because James Gunn likes to do that apparently. Well, because also that movie got delayed a lot. That movie was supposed to come out first, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, huh. and by Endgame, at the very end, it's kind of like, hey, you like this combination? We're putting them on a ship together. They're, we're going to see where this takes us. We were promised Thor and the Guardians on another adventure, and all we got was a montage. That's true. Like, not even, I don't know. And it's and, a montage of Thor being sad. And some of it was good. I just really wanted more of it. Each Guardians gets like one line, and they brought back the whole cast. Yeah. It's not like someone's missing. It's Everybody not like, except uh, Zoe Saldana. Yeah, who, right. For story reasons, isn't there. Isn't there. Yeah. It's not like they were used archival footage or anything like that. They 
all are there. They all get at least one speaking role they to confirm built, that they're there. They built the set of the Milano. I mean, they might be using that for... That might be... For Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, uh, these were probably filmed like close back to back. Yeah. So my point is, there's your movie. Give us that movie. And at the end, they're like, another classic Thor adventure. And it just made me want to go... I want to see all those other Thor I adventures. I want to see a classic Thor adventure. I would have loved, and, and it's impossible because of budgets and like all these actors are super famous and, and very expensive. Yeah. If you had a Disney Plus show uh, and it's just... It's just called The Classic Adventures of Thor. And The Guardians of the Galaxy. Featuring The Guardians of the Galaxy. Featuring which was, The Guardians of the Galaxy. Which was, that was in like the trailer, right? Or not the, in the credits, right? Yeah. And we just get a different adventure every time and that's it. No overarching story. Just like a different classic Thor adventure with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I, I really did like that line where he's all excited. He goes, yes, another classic Thor adventure. <laughs> Everyone's like, but we just said we did it together. <laughs> did you get video game vibes from their battles? Because I sure did. Yeah. Because they're all fighting separately, but together. Everyone, There's just chaos on the screen. Yep. They're shooting in different directions. I'm like, this feels just like the video game. <laughs> and Thor is just like, we did that as a team. <laughs> Thor is really the one that wiped everybody out there. <laughs> they were losing. I also like that they recognize that he's by far the strongest person there. And it's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Thor, um, we need you to help us win this battle. <laughs> um, yeah, I would have loved to see more of them. I mean, they could have been in half the movie. It would have worked out, I think. I don't know. Yeah, to me, yeah give a, us the Guardians It's cut. a kick in the balls. Where you get, again, like, the, the setup three years ago was that we're going to see them together in a movie. And, and we see them together get, for... like, a taste of it, and that's it. For about five minutes. Yeah. That's just not that's just not good enough. Uh, the gore thing you had mentioned in the beginning, the shots are still really short, I had mentioned. Mm-hmm. When you get to the Oasis, it gets real funky and real weird the way he... Where he puts the camera. Because the characters aren't looking at each other anymore. They're looking in camera. Right. So it's almost as if there should have been a lot more... I specifically that was, there. I thought that was super weird. And, and, and that's a, it's got Taika Waititi flair all over it. It reeks of him. But I like, wish we saw more of the Oasis. That looked like an interesting little area with I'm like interesting of, creatures. I'm glad we got out of there as soon as possible. <laughs> I thought that was weird. <laughs> it's better than the desert. Okay, but here's the thing, too. That's It's too much of like a left-hand turn. Like his daughter just died. And now, and now it's now like he's drinking water from an a, oasis. Here's that he a found. super fun scene. I'm like, you needed to stretch out those shots a little bit longer. Otherwise, you have the same thing with Odin, where like Odin dies and it's just like Hella half a second later, appears. Uh, Hella shows up. Yeah. And we never really got to sit with that moment. We don't get to catch our breath at all. Towards the end, it gets a little bit better. But again, that's why I think they worked their way backwards. <laughs> the end of this movie's paced very well. <laughs> yeah, and it was the same thing with Ragnarok. You, you said you have more problems with Ragnarok. I have more problems with Ragnarok. But I, thought, like, <laughs> I thought towards the end, there were all the Ragnarok, I thought all that works just super well. It's just the beginning that just seemed to be like cut up to shreds. And then I think this this movie has more of that for sure. To get under two hours for what reason? Like, Yeah, what's the point of again, that? I put on my tin hat and it's like after Eternals, which seemed to... Really that wasn't enjoy- even that long, though. It was like 245 or something. Was it was it long. That? I thought it was... Oh, yeah. I guess that was a longer one. That was a longer one. And it was yeah. paced very well. But a lot of people, for some reason, did not like that movie. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, you know you know what really put this into perspective? We saw this movie on a Saturday, right? Our uh-huh. second viewing. I watched the second half of Ragnarok Sunday morning. And then Sunday evening, you came over and we watched E.T. Uh-huh. 
you put this next to E.T. and it's just like night and day in terms of editing because E.T. is very like slowly paced. Well, yeah, a lot of E.T.'s them trying to build up tension, too, though. Which, well, that's the thing. <laughs> and it's Spielberg and it's, yeah. and it's Spielberg being Spielberg. And it's perfect. Like, I think E.T. is such a great example of a film editing telling the story. Yeah, because the script of E.T. is probably like 10 pages long. Like, it is such a short story. There's barely any dialogue in it. It's a lot of just like the film language is telling the story. The music is telling the story. The shot composition is telling the story. That's a Spielberg know? thing to do. I But yeah. it's great. It's a simple plot, but you it's know? done in a way that feels so good that yeah. you buy into it and you think it's a masterpiece. It kind of is. It kind of is a masterpiece yeah. the way it's put together. But like, and that's the, the, E.T.'s it, not even his not best. It's not because of the story. It's like not even his best work. No. But it is such a great example of like of what film editing can do to a movie like like what the proper pace of a story can be and i like things that are paced a little bit slower i like seeing the guts of something stranger things ruined me because now i want everything to be as long as stranger things even the next season of stranger things isn't going to be as long as stranger things that's probably fine actually (laughs) um and we're going to talk about stranger things on where's mephisto so check that out i guess yeah but um it's it's just like now when i see a movie I'm like, man, movies suck. Movies are too short. <laughs> like, you just can't get it all done in a movie. No. There's some stories that are better told, like, in a series. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, Guardian, as Guardians of the Galaxy, there's your series right there. <laughs> I'd watch just it. fucking make it animated. Who cares? Just, yeah. like, whatever. So let's change the subject. What do you think about all the weapons being sentient now? I actually love that. I think it's great. I think... there's. And the thing is, it's not like it's a contradiction. There's no telling that they weren't sentient before, no. but... They even said in the last Thor movie that he's got a a very weird relationship with the hammer. And the hammer pulled you off? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I like that the weapons are sentient. And I do think, like, the joke with, like, Stormbreaker being jealous dragged a little too much. I know. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious, like, the first three times. Well, it's... <laughs> It's part of the plot. That it, it ends up being part of the plot, which a, is... You know what it is? It's a classic breakup story where the like the partners break up, and then yeah. the plot, after they, they split up, the plot informs them that they actually need each other. Yeah. And that's irony. <laughs> well, it's it's funny how like he he's more drawn to Mjolnir, I guess, because it was from his father, maybe. Mm, okay. Or maybe like because it was his first weapon. But like Stormbreaker, he forged himself. You think there'd be like you know a little something there? Yeah, I mean they're both great. I think Stormbreaker looks way cooler. <laughs> I mean maybe, and it's got the power of the Bifrost in it. That's a thing too. Mjolnir does not. Mjolnir can't do that. I said in the movie though, it's like a janky Bifrost, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it did work. But yeah, we have you know Mjolnir, we have Stormbreaker, and then we have um, the the Necroblade. Yeah, which. They don't get too much into it being sentient in this movie, but you do hear it like whispering to Gore. I mean, it literally speaks. <laughs> it, uh, it literally speaks to him, but they like nothing really comes of it too much, yeah. except they say like, "Oh, you're corrupted by the blade." Well, I wonder if Thor ever tried picking it up after it broke. Mjolnir. Yeah. Oh, maybe or he they, didn't. Or they just left it there because here's the well, thing: he never really came back there. He was. Yeah, they built new well, Asgard. They built new there. Asgard there, but so and it's clear they had to dig up the ground because. No one's worthy to pick it up, so they dig up the ground around it and they put it in a case because it's on the grass. Is the grass worthy? <laughs> well, the ele- is the elevator worthy? Yeah, because if you put an elevator, 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 elevator still goes up. Elevator goes up. 
Elevator's <laughs> not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a whole... I'm like, this grass is a whole explanation of that one joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, that you that can whole, lift the grass, bit, but you can't lift Mjolnir. <laughs> that whole bit was one of the funnier jokes in Age of Ultron, too. Age of Ultron's way too quippy. <laughs> I like it. It's so quippy, I hate it. Uh, I yeah. like the movie. I hate how quippy it is. I'm, all right, yeah, quippy, yes, but the, the actual jokes are pretty good. Mm. Which are mostly told during the party. Hide the zucchini. That no, the actual jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't probably thought that was an actual joke. And here's the other thing: I actually would like to see the extended cut of Age of Ultron because I feel like that movie got butchered in editing too. Uh, actually, I think Whedon was on record saying that that one got they, like they needed it, it to be one minute shorter than Avengers. Who cares exactly? Why? Why? <laughs> You're trying to tell a bigger story than Avengers. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And that circles back to one of my problems with Ragnarok. Where Thor left off in Age of Ultron, it doesn't match up at all with Ragnarok at all. I mean, you can. The vision he had, what the fuck was that? He, he had a vision of Ragnarok. <sighs> and at the center, that <laughs> P- points yeah, at the, the Mind Stone. <laughs> and then he goes looking for the stones. Then he explains, got me nowhere. Yeah. And like, the it's. The Mind not... Stone had nothing to do with it. <laughs> well. Nope. Maybe he thought Ragnarok... Well, hold on a second. Because he might have thought that Ragnarok was Ragnarok, but maybe Ragnarok was Thanos. But Ragnarok did happen because he caused it to happen. Well, I'm saying because maybe he thought that was the only way to stop Hela. His dream visions, oh, whatever... Yeah. whatever his, uh, oh, his vision was probably about Thanos. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But he confused it with Ragnarok. I guess. Because the two events happened back to back. Explained. That's a retcon. Lawyered. You just retconned it. No, I didn't. That's how it happened. <laughs> That's not explained anywhere in the movies. I just explained it to you. With your own explanation. I ah, know. That's 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 a truth. retcon. That's, that's headcanon. That's exactly how it happened, everybody. <laughs> Kids. All right. Anyway. When you watch anyway, those movies, that's how it happens. Anyway. Um, This is off topic. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking about Mjolnir and Mjolnir. Worthy. I love how it just comes all back together and it can just break up into pieces I and then come really back together. I really like that. The way, that was badass. the way Jane uses it to fight with is yeah. very unique and awesome. That was pretty cool. I was like, because I'm like, how are they going to fix she's, it? She's using it as, well, Thor uses it as a projectile too, but she's using it as like... 100 projectiles. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's like scattered. It's like a shotgun blast. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, cool. So the other thing I want to talk about is the story, like the main theme of this is that Thor's becoming a dad. Yeah. That's the part I was alluding to that I did not see that coming at all. No. But he and it's like hinted at like halfway through the movie when Korg's like, Oh, I think Thor would make a great dad. It's hinted at like the very beginning of the movie. Uh, it's hinted at throughout. <laughs> it's very directly when he's with Jane, he looks at a baby and Oh, and he's that was like during like their montage though. Yeah, it's like which pretty early. Is on. it weird that that quick montage told their love story better than the first two yes, movies did? I was I had this written down. <laughs> I love the dating montage. That um, was good. I love their. That, I love that he dressed up as a hot dog. That for was all amazing. All of that was so so good. He gets scared of the movie and holds up Mjolnir because you don't get a real sense that they were ever like really together. No, other than that throwaway line, where he's like, "Oh yeah, Jane's doing this. She's so busy. We're clearly together." And he's <laughs> like, "She's so smart." <laughs> yeah. Because uh, obviously, it's like every movie, and this is something Sable says all the time. Every movie just tells the story of when they get into a big world-ending event, right? Yeah. But there's time in between where they're just not doing anything. Yeah, we're not seeing a little slice of life stuff. 
yeah. <laughs> and she's always said, I want to see a little bit of just that movie where they're all just hanging out and there's no She wants downtime going and slice of down. life stuff. Yeah. Oh, there's a few anime she'd probably really like. It's just about people living life. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but this is a little bit of that. It's a little bit of like, yeah, what if Thor's just dating a human girl? What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a phone. He's like, oh, it's Nick Furry. Nick, gotta, Fur- Nick Furry. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta I go say fucking love that he can't spell Fury. <laughs> well, he's he's Norse, right? I, I know. <laughs> so, I, and I love that, like, the, the uh, Bifrost is just kind of like, eh, whatever. He's just like, oh, he's here. Great. It's just like the car parking, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Thor's home. <laughs> Thor's gotta go. <laughs> you see, like, a bright light yeah. off in the distance, and Jane's like, oh, he's back. <laughs> Oh, I love or, that. Or, uh, he's leaving. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, story that he's becoming a dad. All of Thor's movies, and that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier, too, is that Thor's had made me the biggest character development. All of his movies are about his relationships with his parents, specifically his dad, Odin, right? Yeah. Because even in, even in the second movie, which is very mom-centric. Loki was closer to Freya than Thor was. Yeah, yeah but, you yeah. know, they kill Freya, and it's a whole big... It's a whole big thing, mm-hmm. um, and then we and then we go back to that in Endgame too of what his mom meant to him and all yeah. this. But by the third movie, he is stepping into his dad's shoes. He's cementing his own legacy as king, and then obviously a couple movies later, he loses gives up. it all. Well, no, no, he gives up being king, to yeah, Valkyrie or whatever. He's like, all right, uh, you'll make a great king, Valkyrie. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes off to find his, you know, what makes him tick, and that's where we find him in this no, movie. He, is, wants, he wants to find himself, right? Yeah. And. Uh, the movie answers that by saying what he's looking for in life is fatherhood. Like that's what he's meant to be. He's yeah. meant to be a dad. And that is such a great ending theme to what those first three movies did where he's just kind of like, can't figure out his relationship with his dad. So he wouldn't make a great dad himself. All that said and done. Right. Yeah. I didn't think about this until after the no. movie. And I'm like, cause I, I was caught off guard by the whole dad bit. <laughs> and it's probably good. it was probably the sound honestly yeah because <laughs> it was a bunch of shit i just completely missed in this movie <laughs> and my friends told me afterwards i was like what <laughs> well by the end of this movie he is a lot more like odin too like even to the point where like he's imbuing other people's weapons with the power of thor oh yeah that was cool which was he only able to do that because he had for, zeus's for thunderbolt a, for a limited time only <laughs> like, uh, could he do that normally or did the thunderbolt give him the power well, to do that i don't know because he now has odin's powers as well right it's but not when the kids have the powers, they all have though. like the yellow eyes, like the Thunderbolt, not the yeah. white eyes like Thor. Pro, I don't know. <laughs> it's not very clear, but it's yeah. And that's what I'm saying. It's not explicit that he has Odin's powers because it's explained in a scene that was cut from Ragnarok. <laughs> but also like it happens in the comics where he has Odin's powers. Yeah. And something that I do like is that they keep on making Thor a little bit more powerful every time we meet him. Different reasons. Like, yeah. He discovered that he's the and they God keep of making Thunder Hulk or... weaker every time we see him. <laughs> no, he's still Hulk and still Hulk out if he wants to. Hulk was the strongest he ever was in the Incredible Hulk movie. No, yes, we see him do his little thunderclap thing. That's the only time we see him do that. Well, that's a weird thing to do though. But it creates such a big shockwave that it destroyed like all of Harlem. <laughs> he's pretty strong in the all the Avengers movies. <sighs> They made him out to be and, scarier in the Avengers movies because they're like Rock, running he was from him. beating up Surtur. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, he wanted to beat up Surtur. Big monster. <laughs> but big monster. <laughs> they wouldn't let him beat up Surtur. Yeah. Story-wise, I really like where this movie goes with the whole dad bit. By the end when he adopts 
Oh, 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 the end of the movie where they go to um the Eternal. Eternity. Eternity. First of all, it looks just like the comic. It's just like panel straight boom it's boom. It's very pretty. Um just like the scene with uh Falagar. Oh, the giant god? The giant god, that yeah. That was dead in the snow. Yeah. Where oh, we saw Sif return for one scene. Oh, oh yeah. And she's been missing so since that, season 2 of Agents and, of and Shield. No, Loki. That was a flashback. Yeah, but the actor came back. Anyway, <laughs> I meant uh, the character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the that scene in the snow that was one of my big issues editing wise because you get one establishing shot that lasted about a second. It happened so quickly that you almost go, "Wait, where the fuck are they? Are they the, in a new the place?" The shot was almost more powerful in the trailer. Oh, oh, hold on. It was more powerful in the es- trailer. Establishing shot, and then you get the Faligar shot. It is as long or shorter than it is in the trailer. I think it's shorter. It's that quick, and it's such a pretty shot that you'd think you'd hold it for like three seconds. If you're gonna do any um like exposition, do it over that shot too. Like yeah, have them talk for a little bit. Yeah, I think that I think the camera cuts and and you see their faces when they talk for a minute. Then it jumps to Sif. It's that quick, and then it's way too quick. Sif is under a minute, and then you're out of there. The whole scene is maybe two minutes. And the Sif thing was like a joke. Like ha 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 ha, you didn't die in battle, idiot. Yeah, but that's fine. And she's alive, so it doesn't matter. I'm glad she's alive. Yeah. I like her. I like her a lot. But yeah, no, that could have been five times as long. Instead of one minute, make it five minutes. Make yeah. it six. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was going to talk about how, like, you know, in film analysis, I took a film analysis class and they make you do, like, shot breakdowns, like shot analysis, where you have to, like, write down this shot. What does it do? How is it shot? Where's the camera? What kind of lens? Cool. Next. Next shot. <laughs> how long is it? What does it do? And when you do it that way, you're kind of taken out of the movie, so you start to notice these things a little bit more. It's a really good exercise to do. And that's why I'm saying, like, in this one scene, it's shot so quickly and so short that by the time it's over, you're just like, what just happened? It's already done. It's very easy to just kind of, like, doze off for a minute and, like, miss the whole thing. Yeah. Like, you're not pulled into the scene at all, which is what those establishing shots are supposed to do. Anyway, moving on from... From the editing that we keep on going back to. <laughs> uh, why did I bring up Faligar? We were talking about yeah. Eternity. Oh, that was really good. You know how there's that um, argument that Thanos could have just made the world twice as big? Yeah. There's no, Anytime in these movies, there's always a meme that comes afterwards that's like, here's the plot, not a plot hole, but here's the thing that the movie could have done that the characters just didn't think about and it would have and then it's like written and directed by George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And I like that this movie because he's going to a wishing well. He's like, "Wait, You're don't like, hey, wish for the gods to be dead. Why don't you just bring your daughter bring back?" Bring your daughter back. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, but then he's like Like they did it. The movie saw that coming and did it yeah. instead. Yeah. But then Gore's like, "Well, I'm I'm dying. And she, th- she's not going to have anyone to take care of her." Thor's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, do, I'll it. do it." Well, Jane kind of volunteers him. Yeah. <laughs> As Jane is dying, which brings us to the cancer subplot, which well, might be the one thing that this movie actually took very seriously. Eh. Uh, <laughs> before we get there, it comes full circle that the theme in the movie is love and children are love. And thunder. And and thunder. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, Gore is mad because he doesn't have his child anymore. He lost yeah. the love of his life, basically. Mm-hmm. And... Thor is looking for for some sort of fulfillment, and it's like a child's it's, love. And it's love, yeah. And uh, he Thor and convinces really... Gore to not go through with his plan with love. He's like, you don't yeah. want vengeance. You want love. Yeah. 
which I guess he was right. And I'll, also the sword wasn't corrupting him anymore at this point, so I think he was a yeah, little more it. open to more re- reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I really like the ending. I, I think all of that no, works the, really the well. Ending was thank God. Very wholesome. It was very cute. Yeah. It, if they fumbled the ending, this this movie might have been. It might have turned around. For this me. movie might have one of the better endings as far as the yeah. movies go. I like that Thor is just like like you won. What am I going to do? I'm going to hang out with Jane because I love yep. her and I just found her again and she's. Dying. I'm going to spend my last moments with her. Yeah. yeah. Again, their chemistry amazing in this film. Mm-hmm. How like how? But uh, yeah, to your point, uh, Jane Foster has cancer. Yes, and we find that out in a very quick scene <laughs> yeah well that's the thing i've seen people complain that this kind of handles cancer in a very nonchalant way i guess and i, I think it's that she's trying to downplay it well the movie's not trying to downplay it well here's the thing like being in denial that's perfectly normal right and and for jane to be in denial and try to throw herself into her work instead that's completely fine that's believable probably i don't i don't have cancer i don't know how how would feel if there were I've seen it before. If I was the person on screen, you mm-hmm. know? It's a little bit different when you see yourself on screen. Yeah. I think it's the fact that like the movie just kind of breezes over it until it's plot important. You know what I mean? I mean And I think that's an editing thing. It might be an editing thing, but the movie kinda it's kinda present throughout the whole movie though. I mean kinda. The reason why the we might not see a lot of it is because it she's actively keeping it a secret. Yeah. There's a, there's a uh, I, I thought it was handled pretty well. There's a flashback in this where it's revealed that her mom died of cancer. Yeah. And I didn't understand any of that because it was so quiet in our theater. <laughs> and I was just like, You're just like what the I was hell so is this? fucking confused. I thought she had a daughter. I thought that was her. Oh. And I'm like, who is Elaine? I was so confused. My God. Anyway, it, it, look, you turn off the volume on your TV and see if you understand the movie. Um, <laughs> Especially a movie that's very quickly paced. That doesn't help with, like, yeah. if you can't hear it. All right. Let's move on. Cinematography. There were these big concerns, and uh, there's all these articles written about how this was filmed in the art, in the... The volume. The volume. Thank you. And how it looks like garbage because of it. I did. Could you tell? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. Nothing I, stuck out or anything. I, I thought I would have noticed some weird lighting or something, but same. I didn't. Well, I mean, a little I, bit. I saw in some was, still images that people post. I'm like, that looks a little weird, but I didn't notice it in the movie. Yeah. And so. it, it looked no worse than like, and this isn't a good standard to set, but like it looked no worse than like the end of Spider-Man No Way Home when they're in like. The sun, Statue of Liberty? Yeah, the Sunrise Statue of Liberty shots. All those look really bad, I think. Uh, I didn't they notice look, that either. They look very CGI and look kind of fake. But yeah, some of this looks like that. And it's been par for the course for Marvel. And I feel like they probably could and should up their, their game a little bit. Well, uh, did you see the news that came out recently about a lot of the VFX companies or artists like are refusing to work with Marvel because they're apparently horrible to work for? I mean, because the, everything's like the time constraints are insane, yeah. and I, I'm starting to see it. Like, I think since Endgame, it's been kind of a downhill struggle. Yeah, I think Endgame and Infinity War. I think that was the last time that I like I saw a Marvel movie, and I'm like, this looks amazing. I think that was definitely the peak with the special yeah. effects. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, 100. percent Um, you know, you, you watch a lot of the behind the scenes and stuff, and you realize so much of that is digital that you wouldn't have thought was digital. Yeah, and I'm like what like they were like yeah all this furniture over here says digital i'm like what why <laughs> like, i thought that was real what why what do you mean like 
they do such a good job, at least in those movies. Mm-hmm. And you go back to some of the earlier Marvel stuff where they were using a lot of practical effects. Yeah. Like they made an Iron Man suit from the torso up that looked really good on camera. It did. You know, and then they only had, they didn't have to do that much to it to make it look and sound like Iron Man. And you kind of fast forward to some other shots where it's purely digital and you're like, yeah, it doesn't look that real anymore. <laughs> like it looks good, but it doesn't right. look real. It doesn't look tangible. Yeah. You know, there were parts in this movie, especially when they go to like omnipotent city. Omnipotent city. Yeah. I'm like, like, I know it's like this fairy tale land. I get it. And it's supposed to have this kind of like gleam over it. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, well, yeah, it looks like a, it looks like a bunch of green screen. The only part of that that looked weird for me was when they were on the bridge in an omnipotent city and like there was a close up of them talking and the background was like very blurred, which is usually like a normal thing in movies. Yeah. Seems obvious on this. <laughs> Some something about it seemed very weird in this shot, though. Hmm. It may be because like they zoomed in and blurred like a digital background, so yeah. it just it just looked weird. I think Marvel's gonna have to start realizing that the complaints are starting to like mount up. Yeah, like everyone's starting to see it. You know, there's another part in this movie where it's really pretty. The whole black and white sequence, the shadow realm. Oh, yep. that, that's my that favorite awesome. part of the movie. I thought all that looked great. That in the very end uh, with Eternity, I thought all that looked really, really, really good. Yes, those... Apparently, that was the part that was shot in a Best Buy parking Eternity lot. Eternity or yeah. the Shadow Realm? I think Eternity. Whoa. Yeah. No, Shadow Realm, that would have to be a very controlled... Yeah, they did a very good job with the like just the black oh, and yeah. white, though. I like that the weapons glowed color. Yes. Because... And that was the only thing giving any color to anything. Well, yeah, because it's like he's sucking all the color away, but the weapons have like light they have power yeah i thought that was cool and um there's um that shot in the hallway in the shadow realm when we first see gore mm-hmm. and like you kind of just see like his orange eyes glowing and he's like walking down the hallway it's very creepy looking and it was like uh it's like haunting in like a very like beautiful way mm. that whole sequence was incredible well, like i said i think i think marvel's gonna have to start maybe take a little bit more time to get your shit yeah not like completely acknowledge this but at the same time like make it better yeah like i want to see movies that look like iron man one <laughs> from 2008 to have some incredible sequences mm, some of the worst looking fire though <laughs> where when he blows up the tank wasn't that a real explosion was it it didn't look good on the camera what that's my favorite scene what iron man's debut it looks so good when he shoots the tank and then walks away yeah I don't like that. That's scene. like his most iconic shot. What are you talking about? Anyway, I, I like the scene when he's shooting real fire and he's leaving the cave. Sure. In the Mark One, the Mark Three, man, that's where it's at. <sighs> Actors. No, Mark Is... Forty-Seven. <laughs> we already talked about. Um... <laughs> Actually, you know what? The Mark Fifty Eighty-Five is my favorite. It's Mark the last Eighty-Five. One. His yeah. um, his Nano End Game. Oh, his End Game. Yeah, oh. that's Eighty-Five. I like his... I think that one's so pretty. I like his Iron Man 3 armor the best. Like his, his main armor in Iron Man 3. Which all is gold? Four, is, too is, much is, gold. Is that 47? That's 30... 36? 36? 37? I don't remember. It's one of those weird numbers. Yeah. <laughs> 42? Ooh, it might be 42, actually. Yeah. Mark 42? That Mark 42, right. that sounds right. I oh, like his Mark uh, 42 armor. The next one. Because the next one, first of all, it's the same armor, but it works. And it's more red. It's the Age of Ultron one. Oh, eh. Civil War one's really good. Why are we doing this? Actors. <laughs> uh, Christian Bale, we already said, fantastic. Do you think he's doing a Voldemort impression? 
Second question, is there any other way to do this character? Here's the thing. They changed the way he looked so he wouldn't look too much like Voldemort. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should they have just done Voldemort? I think they should have done like the the Voldemort in the sense of like he has like no nose basically, mm-hmm. but they should have kept like his little head tentacle things that he has. Make him look more alien instead of like pale white man. Yeah. They should have done something. That being said, I still think he looked fine in but this the movie. The teeth were cool. Teeth and the eyes the were teeth cool. Teeth and the eyes sold it. Yeah. Whatever they did with that was amazing, but like I, I other think, than that, it's just Christian Bale. I think they should have gone full full well, alien. Okay, well, here's the thing. You want your character to emote, and if you put too much shit on him, it might not work as well. I mean But they do it with everybody else pretty good. Voldemort did it fine. Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, they well they changed Voldemort's eyes for what that very reason. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes. So Voldemort has like cat eyes in the books. Yeah. And because in in real life it would look so jarring, and you wouldn't see the actor's emotions. Right. If he had cat. Well, also eyes. I think he looked better without the cat eyes. Honestly. Yeah, that too. Well, also Harry Potter's supposed to have green eyes, but they dropped that because they I dropped guess, that in the movie. I guess First the movie. contact lenses bothered Daniel Radcliffe. So. I don't ever. I never understood why that's a big deal. Just say he has blue eyes. Say your mom has blue eyes. Problem solved. It doesn't have to be green. Oh, I think a lot of it's because the book puts a lot of emphasis on... Yeah. In the movies, a lot of emphasis on the fact that they're blue. Like, what's the difference? Uh, true. The important part is that he has his mom's exactly. eyes. Exactly. Not the that color. his mom's eyes are green. Oh, my God. You have the same shit brown eyes as your mom. I've never seen another shit brown eyes like yours. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they really look <laughs> shitty. I'll recognize those shit eyes wherever I go. I think, yeah, like to your point, they should have just done the comic because I understand making the character look more human at the same time. I don't know. It was a, it's a cool design. Gore it, is a really cool design. It's a cool design. Just because you're trying to avoid Voldemort, that's not enough. And also Voldemort's awesome. Who cares if there's a Voldemort in Marvel? Well... He would have had tentacles, though, so it's, it's Remember different. when everyone made fun of Apocalypse for looking like Ivan Ooze? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was bad. That was bad. It's different. Maybe they, you know what? There was probably a costume test, and they were like, "Ugh." <laughs> and Christian Bale and his Welsh accents, like, this doesn't work. I hate it. I cannot act. I cannot act in this. Is he Welsh? I think he's just English. He's very rude. I know that. Very rude. What he yells wrong? at PAs, and that's not cool. Other actors, um, I mean, you, it shouldn't be surprising that all these other people are great because they are already established actors that we've already seen, and they're all already fantastic. Um, yeah. Natalie Portman, fantastic. Chris Hemsworth kills it as usual. Tessa Thompson. She did great. Look, she needs her own thing. I think Valkyrie needs her own thing. She needs a TV show. I don't know if a movie would be the right thing, but a TV show, maybe. Eh, they're, they're doing six episodes only anyway. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The finale to Miss Marvel's tomorrow, and... I feel like even that series is too short. It's I've been like the longest one. All episodes are like 55 minutes or something. Yeah, and I feel like I haven't learned anything about Kamala. You said you really liked the action in this movie. I thought it's... I think it was good. I thought it was good. Very good. It um, blow me away. It's not like even, Captain America. Um, even the fight with like all the kids, there was some like good stuff there. I thought the kids were fucking great. It was, it was cool. The little girl who made her doll the weapon... <laughs> oh, and she's just like screaming and shooting lasers Great at everybody. Stuff. Great stuff. Uh, the other little girl that just like walks up to one of the shadow monsters just cuts it in half. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of those little kids, Axel, aka Ac- Astrid. Astrid, his real name is Astrid, goes by Axel, named himself after Axel Rose from Guns N' Roses, <laughs> <laughs> um, which I thought was funny. 
it's funny. It, it's funny. Did you notice know, a little Easter egg? And I think we, I think I brought this up to you. There is a poster on his wall. He has a bunch of posters from different rock bands. One of them is a fictional band named the Mad Titan, and their logo is Thanos. Now, first of all, there absolutely would be a rock band. To I name bet you it's like Thanos. a death metal band. A hundred percent, like for sure. My problem is his father was personally murdered by Thanos. Why would he like this band? Well, he also didn't really seem too fond of the name his father gave him. Yeah, but that's just because he's a kid. Every kid wants to change their name. <laughs> what, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your dad was killed by this guy. And, yeah, obviously there would be people in the world glorifying Thanos. But, like, you shouldn't well, be yeah, one remember of them. in Hawkeye? Or yeah. The, Thanos was right. Thanos was right. <laughs> and then Hawkeye just kind of looks like goes, hmm. <laughs> but do you know what I'm saying? Like, why? Um, How, That caught me out. And it's a stupid Easter egg. But I was like, come on. It is just because it's the same thing with like Infinity Scoops in New Asgard. No, that was funny. Yeah, but that's a symbol of Thanos. That gauntlet is what Thanos used. Yeah, but it's fine because we won the war, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) And everybody came back except for the people that were personally murdered by him. One of like five of those people was Heimdall. Which wouldn't have happened if he didn't have that gauntlet. I mean, Thanos could have killed him. Actually, Thanos probably could have just choked him out. He beat sure. the shit out of the Hulk, and he didn't even use the Power Stone. Yeah. Yeah, he's strong. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, lo- uh, music, lots of Guns N' Roses, like we said. Michael, uh, lots of Jake. Guns N' Roses. We got a little bit of Dio in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's the song that plays when um she uses the little Bluetooth speaker? Oh, fuck. Um, fuck, Blake, do you know that song? I like that song. The song that plays on Valkyrie's speaker. I love that moment because it's like, yeah, they've got a camaraderie already. No, um, they've been fighting together for like yeah, a week or whatever. Even uh, Jane and Valkyrie had great chemistry. Yeah, no, they're great. They were like, they were like best buds in this movie. Again, they've been in movies together before, but yeah, that's true. The way it's written, the way that they do it, it's very well. Yeah, Valkyrie's like a very like concerned friend when she sees that you know Jane like broke the sink out of frustration because oh yeah because of the cancer right. And I think the last thing, costumes, before we just talk about post-credits and some random other shit, uh, we usually talk about costumes. Oh, I already asked if we should go full noseless Voldemort look. Oh, yeah. Uh, so moving on, Thor costume. What do you think about the big gaudy blue and gold? Blue and gold, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I'm glad he didn't stick with it. No, he did stick with it. He no, wore the rest at, of the movie. at the end, he has uh, like a black and, is it black and gold that he has at the end? No, it's the same one. I think it's no, just like it's, colored it's, or different. The color is different. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. The colors. I, I mean, that's the color of like like the film, like how we see it. No, looks I different. think it's literally a different color. You think he's actually changed outfits? Yeah. I mean, I know he can do it on a whim. I'm saying. No, I think I think he actually had like different colored armor at the end of the movie. It no, was, I think it's the same one. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll argue this until the movie comes out on Disney Plus. Yep. But uh, I think it was different. I think either way, I think it looked better in the last scene than the rest of the movie. I like the snow costume that he wore with up the, until with that the moment. Furs yeah, and stuff that was cool. That was very Thor. Yeah, and it's from the movie we're about to watch. It's from. Uh, yeah, it's from uh, the Incredible uh, Hulk returns. returns. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk returns, which is the next movie we're watching. The first live action appearance of Thor, and he has like this fur coat looking thing on. And it doesn't. I mean, it looks kind of bad in that movie, but. It looks great in this, even though yeah. it's like the same thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Add the red cape onto it, and you're, suddenly you're like, yep. "Oh my god, yep. this is perfect, 
perfect Thor outfit. I still think my favorite Thor outfit is his Endgame one, though, when he's still kind of yep. fat Thor. The black but one. But he's got the big beard and, well, the, and the hair up, and he just looks like a real Viking. That Thor costume is the same one from Infinity War. It's just he's fat now, oh, and well, he's got long hair. He looks really badass when he's fat with even, long hair. Actually, even, <laughs> even further back... He wears that costume for the first time at the end of Ragnarok in the post-credit okay, scene. Okay, but he's wore it the whole time. Because the post-credit scene, I guess, was shot probably during Infinity War. Well, I mean, it was basically the scene from Infinity War. Well, they, they do that a lot. Yeah. Where they, they shoot the post-credit scene on the next movie. Yeah. And then they throw it in at the end when they figure out what, where the story's going or whatever. Yeah. But, no, uh, post-credit scenes are usually a very last-minute thing. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorites because I don't know why. You know what? It, he's got like the neck collar. He's got like a pop collar. Yeah. And then he also has like uh, the six circles on his chest are black instead yeah. of like silver or gray. That's yeah, because I think that, that costume is very similar to I think his Ultimate Comics costume. But in Ultimate Comics, it's like I think the suit's like like a dark blue and uh-huh. like the the little balls are silver. Yeah, I like the blue and gold. I like the the super gaudy masks that he the helmet he wears with it. The when he sees that it's Jane, he makes more wings come out the sides. <laughs> like, he just wants to look big and badass for her, you yeah. know? I thought that was great. Well, he does that before he knows it's Jane. He just sees that somebody, like, oh, right, took right. his look. Yeah. <laughs> so he tries to do his look, but better. <laughs> but, like, bigger and better and brighter. <laughs> no, it was very cool. I'm glad he didn't keep the helmet, because the only time I thought Thor looked cool with the helmet was in Ragnarok. I like that they do the helmet now, because for the longest time, we were like, well, where's Thor's helmet? Well, yeah. He, just he, do it. he looks kind of dumb with it most of the time, though. Just, you do it for a scene or two, and yeah. that's all you need. Yeah, like it was great in Ragnarok. He has it for a scene. Yep, it's just an action well, I scene. Think and then hel- he takes I think it his off. helmet in Ragnarok was very cool looking and futuristic. Well, it was very futuristic. Yeah, whatever. I thought it was always very convenient that on Sakaar they have a futuristic looking Thor helmet <laughs> with like the wings yeah, and everything. He, he does wear a helmet in like the first two movies, yeah. also. Well, maybe the first one. I don't know about the second He's one. Not in the second one. Okay, he only wears it for one shot, and then he takes it off. Yeah, in the very beginning. No, but good good stuff no, overall. Good costumes. Good stuff, uh, yeah. Natalie Portman's costume is also it's fantastic. It's very good. I like that she goes blonde and long hair. Yeah, she turns into Thor because Thor, Thor has, has long, long blonde hair. hair. <laughs> How does this work, by the way? And who is? <laughs> because okay, here's here's a small issue, not an issue, but just con- just a big question that I always have. What's Valkyrie's name? Oh yeah, does she have a name? She does have a name. I actually know the answer. It's like. Brunhide or something But nobody like calls that. her that. But nobody calls her that because... Is it like Brunhilda or something like that? I don't think it's literally Brunhilda, but it's similar. I think it's like Brunhide. Oh, okay. Because she's like this... Uh, but they just call her Valkyrie. They call her Valkyrie because she's the last Valkyrie. They just call her Valkyrie. But that's not her name. No, but then they call her like Val and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's cute. Maybe King, King Valkyrie. Maybe she just started going by that. Sure. Maybe she doesn't like her real name. She's Trapper 152 or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that got me thinking about Thor because uh, Valkyrie like tells uh, Natalie Portman a couple times or Jane a couple times like, "Oh, you're a Thor now. What's a Thor? Like th- that's Thor's name. That's not his title. It's not his position. Right. Well, his name his name is Thor Odinson. Yeah, but his name but is, is Odinson his... because he's a son of Odin. Right. Does that mean Odinson is just his actual name? No. It's like a is last Thor name. Thor the title. No, it's like olden days. Your last name was your right, dad's name. Right, but like name. even in the comic books, like Thor gives the like title of Thor to Jane. Well, that's what I'm saying. What's his fucking name? Well, Is that know. not his name? In the comics, when he does that, he just goes by Odinson. I'm gonna look into this like deep. Maybe it's like a Viking for next thing. Next week, 
I, your name is your title. Your title is your name. Maybe. Like I thought, like maybe like a Thor is like a Mjolnir wielder. But then Thor wouldn't have been Thor for a while now. I don't know. Well, that's his name now, so whatever. Well, the Mjolnir thing, that's just because Odin blessed the weapon to where whoever is worthy to wield it gets the power of Thor. Of Thor the person or Thor the title? He just says the power of Thor. <laughs> I've always wondered that because then what happens to regular Thor when he does? I know he turns into like a human, basically. But like, who is the original Thor then? I don't know. Because what's the incantation? You it's gave... like, whosoever wields his hammer, shall yeah, they be worthy? Shall possess the powers of Thor. Yeah. But Thor, your son, or did you do this when he was a baby to give him the powers of Thor? Well, in the movies, Some other guy. In the movies, he did it to punish him. Okay, <laughs> but that means he would have had to d- done it earlier in Thor's life when he gifted him Mjolnir in the first place. Or was he like, well, I think, I think shall Thor... pass the, possess the power of Hela? Here you go, because it used to be Hela's weapon. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Thor, we find out, at least in Ragnarok... That he just has the power within him. He doesn't need the hammer. Yeah, the hammer's like the a... Whole, like, hammer's like a channel. Yeah. Like a device. But if somebody else wields the hammer, they shall possess the power of Thor. Because of the incantation. Because of the incantation. Doesn't really make a How... lot of sense. <laughs> We're thinking too much about it, I think. I don't know. I'm... But it's... it is something worth like diving it's worth, into. Yeah, it's worth something thinking yeah. about. Anyway, uh, that's pretty much the movie. Before we get into the post-credits, do you have anything um, else you want to add? Yeah, we didn't talk about Russell Crowe as Zeus. Oh, that was pretty fun. Um, he was very Greek. Did you like his ridiculous Greek accent? <laughs> I actually loved it. I love ridiculous accents. I, I loved how ridiculous it was. I love how like flamboyant he was. <laughs> he's Greek. <laughs> yeah. When he because um, he, he's not just Greek. He's Greek god. He's very hedonistic. Yeah. Yes, that's why he has the orgies <laughs> and, and the grapes and the grapes. Has any other movie series ever dropped the word orgies more than these two movies? I don't think so. Because in Ragnarok, it said like. Hey, maybe Twice? Taika and has this a thing for like, orgies. Well, yeah, obviously, obviously. He's in a throuple. And there's a funny line when when Zeus first mentions the orgy, Valkyrie's like, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> but then he mentions a human sacrifice, and then they're like, maybe he kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. This guy sucks. <laughs> but yeah, no, like he's just everything from like when he summoned Thunderbolt and did like the whole theatrical thing oh, with yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And then he does all that again just to answer Thor's question and say yeah. no. And he's like, no. And then um, when he gets up to go down the stairs and he lifts his skirt up. <laughs> I just love that because he clearly is just like old and out of shape. Yeah. Which is perfect because Russell Crowe is old and out of shape. Yeah. And he's just but like, Russell yeah. Crowe was the gladiator. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> all that is built into this movie where you bring that gladiator yeah. knowledge in with you. Because we know Russell Crowe is a badass. Well, we know he was specifically also... A gladiator, like a Roman (laughs) gladiator. And now he's playing Zeus, old and like fat, because he's no longer the gladiator himself either. (laughs) Like at one point, this Zeus fought battles and he was in great shape and whatever. And and now all he's like, "Ah, I can I can throw my lightning bolt around a little bit. (laughs) And then he just he goes up to Thor and he's like, relax, baby cakes. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, it's a thunderbolt. If you're going to say it, you got to at least say the right name. I, I liked him as Zeus, and I do hope we see more of him, which I guess now brings us to the post credit scenes. Well, yeah, that's why I... That's what I'm made saying me the think post-credit of Zeus. Scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. So now we're there. I loved when... You know what, though? That made me think about cast members jumping from like one comic book thing to another comic book thing, and, then, and it always works really well if they're radically different characters. Yeah. So you have like Russell Crowe, who played Zorel? Yeah, right. Who's a very different character to this fucking Zeus? 
Um, <laughs> who just as recently as like Justice League. Well, I guess Zack Snyder Justice League, but that was shot in 2017 or whatever. Um, and then like obviously Christian Bale, who was a Batman. Yep. And now he's... Uh, like not that long ago. It was like 2012, like 10 years ago. A, he was borderline Joker in this movie. I think it was borderline Voldemort. So <laughs> you think it was more Voldemort than Joker? I think it was a little bit more. Voldemort. When he was doing a thing, it was like, "Oh, meet my little friend." He loves getting his head ripped off, <laughs> and he fucking throws the head at the kids. Yeah, that was a, that was a little insane. Clown that, that was a little Joker. <laughs> uh, I think it's reductive to say everything's Joker. So that's, that's why I said like this is stupid to say, but he would make a good Joker. <laughs> um, all right. So first post credit scene: Zeus is alive. He's talking a bunch of nonsense to his little girls and then we see about how like gods have been forgotten and stuff yeah they, which we get hints of in moon Knight. yeah they want their superheroes instead yeah but that's uh, really only on earth actually yeah that's pretty much exactly what happened in that moon Knight scene yeah wow wow um and then we see hercules son of zeus who we were all kind of waiting on for this movie yeah. well hercules was mentioned earlier in the movie by thor Oh, I was like, yeah, 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 we can right. recruit Hercules and and Zeus and Ra. He mentioned Ra. That's true. Uh, Ooh, I did not. I did not see any like big cameos in Omnipotent City. By the way, what about the Bow? That's not a cameo. That's a made up character. <laughs> <laughs> the God of Dumplings. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Apparently, like the dragon is not Fin Fan Foom. Is Yellow Dragon who is a just a real god like not hmm. it's like a chinese god it's one of the dragons okay or it's not even a god it's just like a mythological creature <laughs> it's but it's not a marvel character it's point. just a mythological character yeah yeah what was i gonna say oh yeah brett goldstein plays hercules yeah you said he's from In, like ted lasso or something Yeah, you haven't seen ted lasso no, have you no i have not he's fanned he's one of the best parts of ted lasso if you see ted lasso you would know I've seen why bits of ted lasso he would but... make a great <gasps> I'm always singing the Roy Kent song on this podcast, and now it's appropriate because Roy Kent's in fucking Marvel. He plays Hercules. If you yeah, if you watch that show, you you get kind of like his his very angry energy okay. that he has in that show. You think he's gonna have that as Hercules? I fucking hope so. Do you think this post credit scene is gonna pay off, or is you it gonna be never, forgotten like a couple of gonna, other? You think we're never gonna see him again? I don't know. Huh. Have we seen? The leader. Again? Oh, so you were gonna say the leader. I knew you were gonna say the leader. I don't think well, he was no, post credits, but he. I think it was. Po- oh no, I think it was like the end of the movie. Yeah, I don't think that one had a post credit scene. <sighs> I think the post credit scene became like the last scene. Like the it has like two scenes at the end of the movie, and then the credits happen. They're pre credits. They're pre post credits. Pre post credits. Yeah, which is, means the same thing. <laughs> um, but no, we haven't seen the leader. Um, what's another post credit scene that hasn't? panned out yet well this is more recent but the shang chi one yeah but that that could that, that'll that could still happen yeah. okay i i guess the phase four post-credit scenes aren't fair to use yeah right uh hercules is an interesting character in the comics because he exists both in marvel and dc because he is a character from mythology <laughs> so does yeah. zeus yeah <laughs> and we've seen we've seen the dc zeus he was in uh justice league he was that oh, really yeah. beefy guy very beefy. And he's like, he's got the lightning. He's like, he kind of creates the lightning instead of having like a physical lightning bolt yeah. weapon. This Zeus was more. Uh... Who keeps the lightning bolt? I liked when Thor was using it. That was that was a good weapon. Oh, yeah. Who does keep it? Because I guess Thor has it right now. It might go to Hercules eventually. Hercules might take it. Yeah. Last e- we saw it was Thor with Thor. Or Valkyrie. Yeah. Last we saw it was with Thor. 
But Thor was like, I like this for you. <laughs> for you. Well, because Stormbreaker was getting mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to Hercules. And Brett Goldstein, Um, he's not particularly like beefy. And, and he plays a soccer player in Tyler Lasso. He's very right. thin. Yeah, soccer so, players aren't beefy people. No, he's in good shape, but he's not beefed up. He's not a beefcake. L- like you would think Hercules he's would be. He's not juiced. Yeah. He's not, goosed? He's not... Goosed up? Well, that's what I'm saying. They're going to have to goose him up a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I think he might have been goosed up a little bit here. I think that might have been CGI. True. In that, in that one scene. Do you think they goose him up? Or do you think he's going to put on some weight? I think they'll either, either one or the other is going to happen. I think either way, Hercules will be. Well, that's the thing. The problem is that he's playing a character very similar to Thor in that he's known specifically for his beefy size. For his, like physique. Yeah. yeah. So that makes it a little interesting. Yeah. Like, but I mean, also they made Flash Thompson like a skinny little nerd. Yeah, but that's different. Who became like <laughs> a not so skinny little nerd. <laughs> but Hercules is also like topless for most of his appearances that's yeah, including that's this that's one true. that's true <laughs> so it's it, uh I, I, I think it's an interesting casting because i i like the actor a lot but again you're gonna have to goose him up a bit or I, i'm more excited for him than i am about harry styles as star fox yeah sure but i also don't know anything about star fox i mean to be fair i don't know that much about hercules all right second second post-credit scene is jane is makes it to valhalla and she's greeted by heimdall which is very nice. It's nice, and I think that doesn't mean anything. I think it's just kind of like, here she is. Well, it gives a little bit... Here's the thing. I think it... I mean... It, it can either, A, bring closure to Jane. So we're like, okay, we see that, you know, she's fine. Yeah. But also, it gives room to where, like, hey, if she needs to come back, she's fine, you know? I don't think she's coming back. I think this is it. I mean, they literally killed her off. I do like that in Moon Knight... Very recent, obviously. Mm. They explain that every faith has their own afterlife. And it, like in the Marvel and, and universe, they all exist. They, they all, all coexist mm-hmm. in different planes of reality yeah. in the afterlife. So that makes it very possible so for every Valhalla religion to is be real. Canon in yeah. Marvel? It's very inclusive. Wow. <laughs> it's the most inclusive thing there is. Whoa. So yeah, they, we get to see Valhalla. And I, I mean, there's plenty explaining before this, like when Sif wants to die she's like oh i want to die because i died in battle because she's not a god she's a warrior right so i guess that also kind of explains the difference between like thor and everybody else well did jane achieve godhood then or did she or was her battle the battle of cancer she yeah she died in battle okay in two battles she was in fighting battles, she was fighting cancer and, and she, she was fighting for the f- yeah. fate of every god in the universe yeah. so she died so, yeah. with that warrior honor gets to go to valhalla all right and we knew that because she sprinkled away yeah, you know who didn't sprinkle away? Loki? No. You know who we didn't see sprinkle away also? Heimdall. Heimdall, but also like the ship exploded. Yeah, so happened off screen when the ship exploded. <laughs> that could have happened to Loki too. Do you think Loki maybe? I think it doesn't matter because there's a version of Loki that's alive and that's the one we're following right yes, now. Yes, but what about that version of, of Loki? The pri- Prime Loki? I think it's more convenient that he doesn't go to Valhalla. Damn. Just so that it doesn't conflict with the other version Is it because he's a frost giant? Maybe. Whoa, that's fucking racist. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he died with honor. He did die with honor and kind of in battle. Well, he was murdered. It wasn't really battle. He tried to battle. He tried battle. He tried to battle. <laughs> <laughs> also, them, not to undermine his sacrifice, but that was kind of the dumbest movie could have made. He tried. It was his last shot. <laughs> yeah. What's he, what was it? Like, they're all, they're all dying. What, are they, what is he going to do? True. He's going to try something. 
You could have played the long game. Yeah. I think you already tried that, though, in the first Avengers. <laughs> yeah, that, that deal expired. Yeah. <laughs> Especially since he lost not one, but two Infinity Stones in one movie. Yeah, Thanos isn't super forgiving. So that pretty much wraps us up, I think. Um, like I said, uh, overall thoughts, final thoughts. I think this is a great movie that could have been greater. I think I'm saying great because I'm seeing what the movie could have been instead of what it is. So I think it's a very good movie. I, I still say it's pretty great. I would love, and here's the thing, Marvel's not going to do it. I would love if they would just for once be like, yeah, we made a mistake. Here's a longer version of the movie. I don't think Disney would let Marvel do that. Why not? Just do it. Know. It's not in character for them. I, and I know they, they <laughs> all studios do. They don't want to admit any fault. It's like when the Justice League DVD came out and they're like, it came with two extra bonus scenes and it was just like, each scene was just like a minute long or, or, or 30 seconds long. And it's like, that's it. That's all there is out there. Here you go. And we're all like, there's more. Come this, on. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. <laughs> so don't pretend like nothing bad happened. We know bad stuff happened behind the scenes. It's been reported on the entire time you were making the movie. <laughs> but it's like, and it's like Star Wars too. Like they're not going to sit here and admit that like bad things happen off screen. No. And they're not going to sit here and, and, and admit to They're not going to say that's. Solo was a Frankenstein of a movie that was a miracle it even got made. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And I would that love being if said, they said I liked Solo a lot. Yeah. I would love if they did. I would love if they were like, yeah, like like the story of how this movie got made is incredible. However, it doesn't paint the best picture for us. Just be upfront and honest about it. Yeah. I would love if Marvel just said, like, yeah, we made it too short. Here's a longer cut. Yeah, Sony's doing it with Spider-Man, the so, more fun stuff edition. Yeah, but that's just for money. Is that just going to be, like, what is that? Is that scenes added into the movie, or is it, like... Comes out, like, next month. Is I it, think. like, a gag reel, like, before I, the movie? I don't know if I'm going to see it. I'll I think I'm going to go you. see it, because I really I really enjoy that movie in general. Sure, like, I just enjoy that movie in general, and I'd love to see it in the theater again. Eh, it's been a while. Maybe I'll see it again. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I'm yeah. taking the bait. Anyway, yeah, seriously. Goddamn, um, Sony. Well, we'll buy a ticket to a different movie. How about that? <laughs> Sneak in. Oh, we didn't talk about the screaming goats. Oh, they were loud. That was that might have been my favorite running gag in the movie. That's a good gag. It made me laugh every time. Yeah, I like the people in the beginning. They're like, and you totally agreed to take them, and now you have to take them because it'd be rude if you didn't. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love when uh, Nebula's like, "All right, I'm gonna put them down," and then Mantis picks up a gun. She's like, "Me too." I love Mantis. I didn't. I the first time I saw the movie, I didn't hear Mantis say that. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't hear so many gags. <laughs> There's so much in the movie that I missed the first time around. <laughs> Mantis just like she's got like this angry face. She's just following Nebula with the Me gun. <laughs> well, don't forget, she also like feels everyone else's feelings. Yeah, which is great. No, Mantis is great. Yeah. So is, is that it? I think that's I think it. that's it. Okay. Cool. That's it, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for to that piano dude for a musical intro. Uh, make sure you leave a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you watch, watch, listen to our podcast. Make sure you tell a friend. And if you told a friend, thank you so much for telling a friend. Because that's how people listen to podcasts. They go, hey, what are you what are you listening over to over there? And you say, films from the Phantom Zones, these two bozos. They talk about some movies sometimes. So if you like the show, you can support us on Patreon. And if you do that, you get access to our second exclusive podcast uh, called Where's Mephisto? where we look for Mephisto, the ultimate puppet master, in all kinds of streaming things. We looked for him in Peacemaker, in Moon Knight, in Obi-Wan Kenobi, and coming soon, we're going to look for him in Stranger Things and in Miss Marvel. Yeah. Uh, And if we find him, you'll hear it first 
you'll actually you'll probably you'll probably see him first. And eventually we <laughs> we'll finish Peacemaker. Sure. Maybe. Uh, I mean, we finished watching it. We haven't finished talking about it. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Join. <laughs> yeah. Join the Patreon and you can find out. Otherwise, uh, we do also talk about things we watch when there isn't stuff coming out. And we look for Mephisto there because the search for Mephisto doesn't just stop when, like, new TV shows are coming out. You have to look everywhere. He could be in reruns. Yeah. We'll, we'll look for you in reruns. <laughs> uh, also, there are outtakes of this show, Films from the Phantom Zone, up on our Patreon. Uh, just random shit that didn't make the show, but are too good to delete. They get put up there. So if you are into that kind of thing, uh, that's where you go to check that out. All these episodes are streamed live um, on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash films from PZ. We stream on Tuesday nights. Maybe in the future we'll go back to Monday nights. Maybe. I don't know. I like Monday nights a lot better, I think. Yeah, it's easier to get dinner. It's, it's right after the weekend, so like all the stuff we saw is still fresh in our minds. Maybe once your school stops. It's only like three weeks, buddy. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's some nights. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. <laughs> we t- we will let you know on Twitter. Um, and if you do come, you can hang out with us, just like Arculus and Honey Badger and Blake. They've been in our chat talking to us live while we record the show you can be a part of the show that's how you do it on twitch otherwise if you want to find us talk to us you can hang out with us on our discord server that's linked below it's totally free uh you can talk to us all week long about all kinds of things you can also find us at instagram from films from the phantom zone on twitter and tiktok at films from pz all these episodes are also available on youtube if that's how you like getting your podcasts um just putting up a chrome browser while you're at work or whatever that's you can do that there on youtube and that's films from the phantom zone other than that we will see you next week we are going back to uh i think the next thing will be the incredible hulk death in the family the second movie we did that one last week it's going to come out after this though okay and then we'll do incredible right. hulk returns guest yes. starring thor guest starring thor who is played by some dude some dude that was in a disney channel comedy was he really? Yeah. Oh, cool. We can keep or cancel him. I think he was in Good Luck Charlie. I think that was him. The oh. dad. I think we did talk about that, yeah, didn't we? Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.